Well, Crash, another successful title defense. How do you feel about being hardcore champion? Lean Garcia, I'm the greatest hardcore champion that WWF has ever had. And to prove it, I'm going to put this title on the line 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. You know what that means? If they can find a sanctioned referee to follow me out and get the pinfall on me, they can win this belt. You know what that means also? Anywhere. In the shopping malls, in the library, in the airport parking lot, the strip club. If they can beat me, Lillian, they can get the titles, but they won't because I'm the greatest. Both these men have uh, been scandalous individuals, you might say. Timothy Chalamet is also like sort of is he can- he's not canceled he, he just like gave a bunch of girls at NYU chlamydia or something. oh nice nice and he just fucks but to an extent that he shouldn't he needs to wrap that shit up you know and then Army Hammer is really into like he's really into tying women up or something he would like fave a bunch of posts about tying women up. <laughs> He's in Devore. I don't fucking know. And then he actually did some shit. And then he also posted something weird about, I don't know. Yeah, Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet. Great. Check him out. The, the sequel coming, right? Are they making a sequel to Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's like uh, the Before trilogy, you know? Yeah, it's like the Phantom Menace, but... Call Me By His Name. <laughs> yes. Um, is that the beginning of the show? I think that's good, yeah. All right, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Uh, Episode something. 61. Yeah. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Episode, it'll air. It'll air. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Is that what he said? Um, Yeah. Bill O'Reilly? Yes, who... Speaking of cancelled, but... It's good that he was canceled. Nobody was he canceled? Lost. I mean, he was never like nobody ever like who who greenlit him. I guess Fox News or whatever. But yeah, like, I mean, well, he had like a thirty-year fucking career. No, and yeah, he finally did great. got his ass out the paint. Yeah, he for... he has a lot to be proud about. I'll say that more than you or I. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's gone now. And what's uh, what's the guy? Uh, Glenn Beck has cancer and like seventy-five yeah. percent of his body. <laughs> Hell yeah, I hope. <laughs> and, you know, who was left? Even Hardball, Chris Matthews, is, like, retired because he lost his mind on air. Um, all well, the old fuck. greats. I feel like Hannity was canceled, except he wasn't. Hopefully yeah. he never goes away, though. Hannity is... Oh, well, oh, what, Olbermann is gone. Olbermann will never be on, oh, a, on a major been network gone, ever again. Yeah. yeah, like, so a lot of these guys, yeah. Well, so welcome to Wrestling is Gross. Um... I, you know, Brian Williams managed to sort of, even though he lied about being in a helicopter that had like RPGs fired on it, which is cool. I don't know. It is cool. I do think that was cool too. And he was always like the funny guy, and he was on Thirty Rock and shit, you know. And then his daughter yeah, is on would... Girls, obviously, Allison Williams yeah, or whatever. 
getting her ass. Was she the one who got her ass eaten? I don't care. I, I think a lot of I think most of the cast of girls got their asses eaten, including the male characters who were ironically the more the better characters on the on girls were the male characters, and I stand by that. Um, it's not a bit. I think, that's I like, think it's true. I, I think that's like. <laughs> a not particularly hot take at this no, point. No, yeah, of course. Adam Driver is clearly the breakout star of Girls and the rest of them who knows what they're doing. Uh, Lena Dunham. Still somehow never blocked me on Twitter even though I've said so many things and tagged her in so many posts. Um, well, alright, so I think episode 60 is coming out tomorrow when we're recording this as my plan because I've got it mostly laid out all right. in the editing suite um the hack episode i don't we don't have a title we'll figure it out um but we'll talk about that later off this podcast (laughs) um so let's say episode 61 ostensibly and we're going back to the hardcore title these episodes historically have been some of the least downloaded of the last (laughs) and i don't know why that is i really think they're fun and i think it's a fun era to talk about so uh, hopefully tell your fucking friends that these are the good episodes some of the highest level bits are done when we're talking about the hollies or boss man or snow you know um these have been some of my favorite episodes to record i'm so excited to jump back in Uh, And and now we're going to enter a fucking pivotal time. A pivotal motherfucking time. It gets really complicated here. And you did the work on this one, so... Uh, Yeah. So explain that you did the work and then how you did the work again. (laughs) So, uh, okay, so, uh, you know, what we'd like to do is we like to have fucking timestamps for shit. You're just like, so, like, you're not fucking dicking around and I'm not dicking around. And there's a Google Doc. If you want the listeners to watch the shit, then... They can have it, and it's like you're not dicking. Ar- they're not dicking around either. So uh, it's fair, helpful. When we, yeah. When we originally were like, well, all right, let's set this episode up. That was the era of the WWE Network, which is fucking dead now. They well, fucking and, killed it. And the WWE it's- Network, as as many faults as it had, it did have the ability, uh, similar to many other streaming services, stream- like YouTube, for instance, or even IWTV, where you can resume from a certain point and then share that url which has a specific seconds into like the duration of the file number and yeah, you can play that time, and it'll skip to it peacock time stamping timestamp format was fantastic it was to- uh, yeah they, it was totally it, it worked fine it worked fine it wasn't the best in the world but actually, it worked fine i don't know who does the who runs peacock but MLB Advanced Media were way fucking better than whoever's doing Peacock for NBC. It, that, yeah, Jack Peacock is, guy. Is basically, Peacock is basically a piece of shit. Uh, See, 30 Rock should come back and like be like a show about a streaming service. There should be a – I think there's room now for a 30 Rock like sort of spinoff that's set in that sort of universe where it's a – we need a show about the executives of a streaming service, a satire about the modern television industry. Uh, but that's – that's the, fucking... that, that's the tell that where me and my wife are writing that pilot right now. So I, should, I really shouldn't talk about yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the Quibi story. Getting yeah, all that stuff got sold. Or executive produce it. All of the Quibi originals got sold. They got bought by the Roku company, and now the Roku channel is running ads about how those are Roku originals. the The streaming TV service world and like rights to those things. It's really fucked. <laughs> It's, it's like clear, we are at the end of the world for like in the entertainment world. Everything is dead. <laughs> it's over. It's weird how there will be like streaming service 
specific branded things, mm. but they're like off brand shit. So okay, so there's like like Amazon Prime has stuff. Sure. Netflix has stuff. Tubi has stuff. And you're I like, guess this is our episode about Peacock. Tubi has this movie fucking where like and it's like a late period DMX. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, to, no, Tubi that. rocks. Tubi rocks. Me Tubi's and, the best. Me but... and my wife watched a, a, a near porno movie on Tubi um, that was had starred Catherine Hahn. I forget the name of it, but she was very sexy in it. Um, very funny gal. Uh, shows her breasts quite like, a bit in these films. And, but then they'll be like, yeah, here's Shudder exclusive, that fucking uh, Color Out of Space or whatever. And I'm like, that movie looks fucking sick. Well, Nicholas I was Cage looking at like... By the extremely canceled, I guess now, Richard Stanley. But I'm like, well, that shit yeah, looks cool. Yeah, the Dr. Cool. Moreau guy. That, that, that documentary about him is cool. Yeah, Apple TV is like putting up like dunks and they got that Joseph Gordon-Levitt show coming out. I don't know. Streaming services are fucking weird. The Morning Show or the fuck that shit's The Morning called. Show, I think, is a big expensive failure. But everybody keeps saying that Mythic Quest is great. People keep saying this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess... Maybe at four ninety nine a month for Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. They're all called Dude, that. I got. You know what I got to fucking. You like, know what I like about know? Peacock is that it's called Peacock, and that's fucking okay. silly. <laughs> I got. You know the fucking like pennies I'm squeezing out of my like mm. ninety nine cent uh, for two months mm. deal for AMC Plus on mm. Prime. Oh Dude, sure. That's firstly, which is a great deal. You getting Discovery watch, Plus I on that? I watched the fucking. I don't. I don't know what yeah you get necessarily. You get a ton of shit though. But this is like a fucking ninety nine cent for two a month for two oh, months. We could talk all day about streaming services on this. You show. know what? I, did? I watched the fucking Love Witch. The Love Witch is terrible. And you know why I did it though? It's there. It's, it's just sitting there. there. It's right there. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's so cool. Like this movie. I know some people think it's a piece of shit, but what if it's not? And you know I what watched we watched? It and I thought, oh my god, this is a piece of shit. We just watched Twister for no reason. Hell Why would yeah. you watch? Because it was there. Because on fucking HBO Max, and they were like, "Hey, this watch." It's the 25th anniversary of the release of Twister. Apparently, <laughs> let's watch Twister. Cast, you know. I remember some, see, some yeah. gentlemen who aren't with us anymore. Oh yeah, PSH. Of course, yeah. We. I mean, we could talk all day about the cast of Twister, of course, uh, but we won't. Todd Field is in that movie. <laughs> um, but we're here to talk about. All right, let's do it. Let's focus in. This is recording, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. That has to be a thing where I have to, at the 10-minute mark, this has to be the, the, the do-or-die moment where it's like, if we haven't been recording, I have to know now, because if we if we got any further in, we'd have, we couldn't. We'd have to, we'd never. Well, it's, it's like hitting terminal velocity. <laughs> yeah. Like the, it's like, at yeah. this point, you cannot abort. The yeah, but we could, we could salvage it at 9 minutes and 34 seconds into recording. We couldn't salvage it at, like, 15 minutes, 30. No, right, so no, no. Well, I was just talking about, like, rock on. Jeffrey Katzenberg's balls or whatever the rock fuck. On. I don't know. Yeah, rock on. All right, we're good. Um, all right, let's talk about the WWF hardcore title, which we are doing a complete and accurate... Um, I, I, you know, when they say the complete and accurate, the guy, you know, when Eric and Phil or whatever have written that, and I, I don't know if that's a take on something else, right? That's got to be the complete and accurate is like a, a term for like a collection of some of uh, the collected works of yeah the complete and accurate. Um, uh, I think we're going deeper in on this than no, most... I mean, given that that they all ex- like explicitly just like, yeah, I don't feel like everybody knows uncensored 96 uh, is good with fucking, uh, fit versus regal even though both those motherfuckers have a complete and accurate it's like they have reason to do that 
for both guys, and it's like, yeah, no, but everybody knows how much rules. And I get, and they, they, I guess everybody. Well, what they, what so they fail at, what they fail at understanding is that sometimes the most popular match might be the most, most interesting to discuss. It's, you know, that match is fucking great yeah. to discuss. And we talked we about it. Great and, and we'll talk about the Iron Circle match or whatever the fuck that thing's called one day. Uh, the, the, the brawl in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, this is the uh, this is the pivotal era. We're gonna get into the twenty four seven stuff here. Um, the, is this our fifth or maybe sixth hardcore title episode? And when I say people <laughs> historically do not download these episodes, it's true. I've looked at the numbers, and I don't like to be a guy who looks at numbers. But I look at the numbers, and consistently, people do not download these episodes as much as they download other episodes. So I, I don't. Think there's a lack of star power or perceived star power. I don't know. They're that, so though. good though. The Road Dog, and like you know, we're like we're Fucking... figuring out that. Bossman was really good in '99 and shit. Like I don't know, it's cool. Fucking Bart Gunn versus Bart Gunn, Bob Holly. Bart Gunn versus Bob Holly. We could go all fucking day about that. And you know who someone is, who's someone we knew was great, but man has really shown how goddamn good he is in this run. Mm. It's Crash Holly, but we're not starting off with Crash Holly. We're starting off with another motherfucker. I guess we are. So this is. How, how, He's right. actually showing how awesome he is in this run, but only has like two matches in it. And we and you were so depressed having to think about Bossman that you basically no sold him winning the title. That's motherfucking Andrew Martin test. Okay, my man. So all right, so test. All right, so this is basically the Crash Holly episode, or maybe this is part one of two Crash Holly episodes. Crash Holly is going to feature heavily in the next one we do as well, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I he, mean, he goes the first on... half of that year is pretty much all Crash Holly for the title. Then get into the Blackman run. Okay. Okay, and then we get the Shane so we match. Get all right, the well, that'll be fun. Yeah, all right. I'm, I... We have to call that episode. Okay. Uh, like, we're not even going to save that joke. All right, well, pen- Black Raw. All right, pencil it in. Make sure it's in there. So, because uh, I'm not going to remember this. I'm not going to remember. Oh, any- I will. I'm not going to remember I anything that happened. In goddamn deuce tweets on this day. Do not forget Monday Night Black Raw at any point in my life. For my- better Monday goddamn night- words. Monday Night Black Raw. All right, let's do it. Um, I think this is our fifth. It might be our sixth though, because one of them got split in half. So. Hardcore yeah, title episode. This, is, the fifth, this so, is probably the fifth time we've recorded. The last time we talked about the hardcore title, Test, the last episode, or the last match that we covered, Test won the title from Bossman. Is that correct? Yes. I can't. Where is this episode? I'm looking for it. Where, Dude, it right. was like months ago. Yeah, but all right. It was, sure it was, was January. No, it was January 17th. It wasn't. Okay. It was It was September 30th, 2020 is when that episode came out. Jesus Christ. I know. So that was the thing is we've been playing this episode and then they nuked the WWE Network, which meant all, yeah. of, your, all of your timestamps went away. And we were forced to just sit with this document that had all these timestamps, and I was just like, "Well, we'll go to, we'll get back to the uh, one of the, you know sometime soon, hopefully." And then you know it came up again, it came up over and over, and then one day you were just like, "You spent a half hour or an hour or whatever, however fucking long it took, because you made timestamps for all this." Yeah, it just hit me. I'm like, fuck, let's do that. I mean, because we've we've talked about some great men. We, we've had two episodes featuring figures such as. Kamala and Supreme during that time. Lovely, lovely guys. But mm. we're getting back to our to one of our breads and butter staple. I think we the should have more to talk about. I think I think we should have more to talk about Supreme soon. I was thinking about Supreme earlier. 
I was, thinking about, I, think, I was thinking about some old XPW and thinking we should I talk think, about I XPW. Think about XPW too, I think about it all the time. It's like so bad. XPW is terrible, but it's it's fascinating. Yeah, you just gotta. I, I want to find the actual like where, to pinpoint where where's the spot where we should talk about it because like it's the, like it's so scattered and it's all bad. But there's like but, a, I don't know. It's I don't know where like, you do the it. Case, the thing of it is, it's like it's bad, but. It, it, can its existence be justified as a wrestling company? And I think the answer is definitely because they did things like book Mexico's Most Wanted versus Southern Comfort. Like, that's fucking great. So I can't imagine that their just big disgusting death matches are completely, like, bereft of good shit. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I you know, XPW is so crazy because it's the, the, the Philly invasion stuff. It's there, There's multiple topics there. Um, it's a whole thing, whole thing to talk about. Um, but yeah, so the the state of hardcore wrestling in early 2000, um, the WCW hardcore title has been established by this point and has been, um, I guess, it, I guess by January 2000, it's in the the crowbar, David Flair, like Terry Funk, like who. Me- Maybe I think I think that's still being the Norman days. Though. Is it still Norman? Okay, so like yeah, I don't know when Norman gets like uh, jostled off the of the belt for 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 good, really. So by the but, time Test has it, though, I mean the 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 real like bloom has fallen off the rose for the hardcore title. These matches are still entertaining; they still do them, but they're less of an attraction than they were. Like the peak of this stuff in the early era was definitely Pepper, was definitely Snow and Bossman. I mean, as bad as some of that stuff was, that was a central feud. They got tons of time, like in vignettes, you know, like you yeah. know, like second unit filmed angles and fucking hotel rooms where a guy eats his dog, like you know. Oh, for the record, uh, the current. Uh, as of uh, the the taping of this episode of SmackDown, the holder of the WCW Hardcore title was the one and only Mr. Nasty himself, Brian Knobs. Okay, so all right, so I think yeah, Knobs may have traded it back and forth with somebody. Um, we, we're going to get to some of that because I I think there's there's something to talk about there with the WCW Hardcore title. Um, it, it's going to come up obviously very soon. This but. is like this is the first guy who holds the Hardcore title where you're just like. Well, no, this is the second guy who holds the hardcore title. Where it's just, why the fuck is this guy holding the hardcore title? What test is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... the second one because the first one is Billy Gunn. But we know why Russo did that. He's like, bro, we're gonna swerve the mocks. We swerved him, Vince. That was the short-lived him. one. So that the Billy Gunn reign is short, and it's but yeah, it is totally weird that they do the thing with Road Dog and him where they swap the titles. But that felt like it was so telegraphed, and it was clearly gonna go back another way pretty soon. Test is a guy who... It, it, well, it it did and it didn't, because Road, Road Dog never ends up fucking as yeah, a with the, yeah. title challenger, which is really stupid, it but It moves along Boss Man then to the, you know, Snow Feud or whatever. Um, but the the Test thing is that Test is kind of nowhere in January of 2000. I mean, the Shane Feud is great, you know, and they have yeah. that big match. And that match is, I, th- I think that match is pretty great, right? The, the yeah, SummerSlam match? Lover Lever. Lover yeah. Lever, and it's the street fight, right? Yeah. And uh, I think the Mean Street Posse are there, and they all take bumps in that. And I think Stephanie's at ringside, maybe, making faces. Is that right? I haven't yeah. seen that match in probably 20 years. But then Tess gets, gets, for lack of a better way of putting it, cooked. Well, yeah, the Triple H stuff ruins him. That's the thing. That's what I was going to... I didn't want to... Well, let's not yeah, belabor the point, but that's what happens. It's shitty. 
it's and... it kills him. I mean, that's that's what two months before this, or even less yeah. than that. Uh, Forty five days, <laughs> something like that. Maybe like he... it was like what what what's that fucking October? Maybe November? Something like that. Yeah. I thought it was post Survivor Series, honestly, but I'm not really sure. Might be. Um, it's all in that, and then you know Triple H faces. So the triple the thing about that is. You're, you should have Tess beat Triple H's ass. Absolutely. Like, there should be a match, a bluff match. Do they ever wrestle each other in a singles? In a significant one? Fucking no, because... Ever, Triple though. H I'm curious now. Uh, ever? I have to assume. Mm, they wrestled each other on SmackDown in May of 2002. How embarrassing. Dude, that fucking blows. That's bullshit. It's an 11 minute, 28 second file. And then there's, a, I think this is this is actually a No Mercy. Someone did a simulated version of it because they knew how to book it. <laughs> there's a six minute, uh, yeah, sub six minute match where oh. uh, trip where t- Test goes over Triple H. In Calgary in uh, May 20th, 2002, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then there seems I mean, to be a, there's, there's a, a Raw test. match in, in November of 99. So there's some so they do wrestle each other. But there's no big feud, no big pay-per-view blow-off. Yeah, the closest thing is, like, to a big 2002 match. is not a blow-off. <laughs> I mean, there's some stuff in November of November 99, but that feels like the oh That feels closer to the fucking Owen Sean feud. Yeah. At the end of, uh, after the screw job than it does, like... An actually important thing. Yeah, here's here's the here's the crumbs for you after you agreed to let you you know your entire career just fall apart in front of you. Yeah, Test never recovers from that. And I mean, I like Test. All right, We're, look, all right. So Test versus Gangrel, SmackDown, January twenty seventh, two thousand. Uh, this is from Beaumont, Texas. Is that right? Uh, this is from Baltimore. This is from Baltimore. Beaumont, Texas is which? which there was a show with uh, Beaumont, Texas. That's Gangrel versus Road Dog. Oh, that was last year. I forgot. I, I mixed that up. Okay, I knew it was Gang. I knew it was Gangrel. So this is Baltimore. Oh, because it's snowing in this match. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It didn't snow in Beaumont. Um. All right. So we're we're in this weird phase. Test is nowhere. He won the belt ten days earlier from Boss Man, right? Yeah. Um, and as usual on these shows, I. I'm scrubbing through the Peacock, you know. Now now it's Peacock. Originally it was the WWE Network. But, you know, I'm skipping around, and there's a bunch of segments that, like, if I'm watching on the Roku with the TV, with the with the WWE Network, it would always have the title of the segment. Yes, Peacock doesn't have that. Much. Oh, it sucks. I loved seeing, yeah. like, there would be, like, a segment that says, like, Mark Henry and Mae Young announce pregnancy. And you're like, well... I'm gonna right. watch that! <laughs> Yeah, like guess I'll watch that. Fucking <laughs> Al Snow and Head together yeah. again, or some bullshit yeah. like that. You'd in, be like, in the in the handicap stall, yelling at Steve Blackman in the stall. You know, like just like yeah, D'Lo meets the hose in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but all right. Right before Tess versus Gangrel, there's Pat a... Patterson tells Gerald Briscoe his deepest secrets. <laughs> You know? Yeah, the WB Network was a treasure. We didn't appreciate it at the time. We took it for granted. And now we got Peacock, which is uh, just bullshit. Peacock is it's, it's bird shit. Yeah, we call it shit ass is what we call it in this house. You know what it is? It's bull shark. It's bull shark. Uh, Shout out to Worldwide. <laughs> the, uh, the, right before this match, there is the announcement of Mae Young and Mark Henry's pregnancy. 
there on the stage and we get some awesome reactions from like Scotty too hottie who is visibly like looks like he's trying to make himself throw up like he's get he's like <laughs> sticking his finger in his mouth like he's trying to do a thing and then D'Lo Brown is just like uh damn man come on <laughs> just like playing it really big and then uh, there's also a backstage segment with the Mean Street Posse picking a fight with Taz. So this is all, you know, prime two th- like early 2000 WWF. Like we got we got all the all the all the ingredients are here. The hoes, May Young and Mark Henry, Taz, the the MSP, and then you know you come back from break and it's Gangrel's entrance, which is still there's nothing better. No, then <laughs> Gangrel's entrance. Um, who else has ever risen up from the floor? I feel like like Triple H has done that at a mania or something. Then, yeah, that's not like a regular thing. It's it's I it's cool as hell. I, Whoever had a hydraulic just... lift like every week? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. You know, a regular basis. They got you the thing that lifts you up. Who loved Gangrel so much that they gave him that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then there's Luna. Luna's looking Luna. She's she's crazy in in, a, in the great way. Luna's beast. We she's love Luna. never really come up before, has she? No, no, she hasn't. Um, Surely, Luna, not it, known for her matches like that. Okay, but is there not a psychotic bloody match featuring Luna? I mean, there's definitely stuff. We just have to, like, look for it. There's I mean, there's like right? There's, like, a match from 2007 where she beats the shit out of, like, a 6'4", 104-pound Jessica Havoc. That's great. Okay, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we watched it in my apartment. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jessica Havoc uh, coming out uh, as announced from Dresden, Germany. Like, dude, what a fucking time. Uh, is that she looks... good enough to talk about on this show, or is that just a curiosity? Ah, I <laughs> no? mean, we, there's a lot of things you could talk about. Well, Luna. Luna. I don't know. Luna's a weird one to me, because I always assume that she had stuff somewhere that I never saw. Um, she's so freaky, and I remember seeing her as a kid and like being like weirded out you know? yeah <laughs> like when i was five and she was with bam bam yeah i would like her and him too bam bam also freaked me out when i was a little kid with the fucking tattoos on his head and then her yeah. too they were just like i was just like these people are crazy <laughs> yeah i don't like these people these people are crazy um and then luna hey, bam bam i got used to luna still freaks me out a little bit <laughs> Luna is just a complete savage. She's great. She is. She is. Um, she, uh... Alright, so... Test... You want to talk for just a second? Because this might never ever come up again. Test's music. What do you... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there. Um, you don't... Are you, you not a huge fan of it? I don't know. I, I was listening. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. But, but, but I don't know if I think it's good. Well, it, it comes on, and you're like, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, that's super loud. And it goes like... So that's part you remember. And then there's like a guy... And it sounds like a guy who's like three rooms away singing into a microphone. <laughs> and I was listening to that, and I was like... Oh, this isn't what I remember this sounding like. I haven't listened to the Test theme music in a very long time. He's a cool guy, though, and he comes out, and he's got that hair, and he's so big. 
He's so fucking tall. He's so hot. He was so fucking hot. It's crazy that Triple H ruined him. Because oh, Test yeah. is the... He he is insane. He should have yeah. been Kevin Nash. Oh, he, I mean... He and he's good, too. Thing. And, like, who else, Like, how many people have really had, like, that... That power forward center build where where they're just like oh, yeah. a fucking where they're tall as shit, but they're not like they're they're not just like a fucking viscera either. Where it's like they can move and they they have the strength. Everything they do looks fucking cool. Well, most of the white uh, centers of that of that style are extremely European and look like uh, freaks and <laughs> yeah, mean, are not well, like, hot like this had, guy. Like, <laughs> you've had like Jindrak. Jindrak was great, but it didn't Jindrak work out could for never here. could never be a center, though. <laughs> Jindrak is a power forward. Yeah, Dijak yeah. is like a power forward. Matt Morgan was a center. but Dijak's Matt a power Morgan bottom, never... let me tell you. Dijak <laughs> is just this T-bar. This T-bar mitt, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, power bottom. I, I think Test is like one of the lost superstars. I really absolutely. do. Like, I... unironically, I, I keep going back on that, like... Well, that Jessica Havoc match is Luna's last match ever, according to uh, Cage Match. But Cage Match is no well, shit. Yeah. I mean, but still, that's interesting. Last recorded on by, by Strigger's watch. I understand. I mean, I'm I, I'm interested. I'm definitely intrigued now. Now that you said that, because um, he keeps his records on lock, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Test has great music. He has great hair. He's beautiful. He's tall as hell. He probably has like a you know beautiful set of a set of testicles down there, and you know I'd love to suck on him if he wasn't dead. Unfortunately, he is. So this is our last. But I mean, this is the last time we'll get to talk about Test. Yeah, probably. probably. Well, maybe the Shane match. The Shane, yeah, when Shane when dies Shane of a co- dies. when he yeah. dies of a cocaine over- overdose, we'll talk about. Which the could be later. any day now. Could be any. It could. It could have happened just now, and we just need to check Twitter and see if he's trending. Um, all right. So Luna spits red mist into Test's eyes, which I think is a great. Uh, unpredictable thing. Luna Luna is very scary. She's a very scary person, and she yeah. has blood in her mouth. <laughs> Why wouldn't she? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, and they, they, you know, so first of all, all these matches are pretty short. These are all going to get talked about real fast. Um, but this is the first of these. They go out there. They well in on each other. They're off to the side of the stage. Um, this match has, I think, the only male and female violence of the show. Yes. And it's pretty brutal, some of it. Um, but it's also all kind of comedic, and Luna's such a, like, maniac. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. It's, it, Luna it has the... Is, is a tough bitch thing. Where it's like, if you're, if you're tough, then it's like... Because that's the whole thing with intergender. There's like, no things like, like the whole intergender dream match. Like, nobody fought Tony Storm versus Tim Thatcher was a dream match. Because Tony Storm was, like, a nerd. But, like, Mercedes Martinez versus Homicide, which is the one I always pitch, like, yeah, because they're both tough. My they're fucking crazy. Listen, my top two matches of the year now are Mickey Knuckles versus Akira and uh, Sadika versus Nick Gage. So. And, uh, yeah, but they're, and those are both two tough broads. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need. And, and like, Luna's fucking crazy. Shit, Luna, I mean, but she doesn't take more lo- than she can handle, that's for sure. Yeah, like uh, even though she fucking, takes one of the most heinous, insane bumps under the weirdest prop ever in this match. I mean, the fucking but like the first, uh, like like Tess just finding a hard hat, and then he puts first he puts <laughs> on Luna, and then just clobbers over the head of him, he, which is on on top of he the dome. Bops her like a Three Stooges bit. 
it's just so funny. Like it's a like so... a goofy hammer fist kind of thing. Like a boop. This is the guy who gets it. Yeah, he gets and th- whatever. I guess and then he, he puts he, the hardcore. He puts the uh, hard hat on himself and hit and headbutts head Gangrel with it. Great, yeah, That's which great. is a uh, slaughter spot, right? Of course, yeah. Um, it's, so it's pretty wild ass brawl. Gangrel is like really goes for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's he did this in the Road Dog match too, right? Where he he throws himself into every bump so hard, and like you can tell, Gangrel never had the, like he was here in the WWF for like a couple of years bouncing around in these like low mid card matches and like some he like he'd have a year I think he won the European title at some point maybe I'm not really sure I think so yeah um but he you know he bounced around in this sort of range and he'd have these matches and he'd always like you know there'd always be like one moment in the match where he like bumps really hard on the apron or like flies into the stairs or some shit and he was just always game for whatever and then these hardcore matches he would do like that kind of thing a couple of times and yeah. it would just be this casual thing like test throws him into a trash can it's like a real ass trash can that's full of trash and gangrel just like throws himself into it like he's like like he's like neil diamond cutter or whatever like like you know a, a guy who's not like he's like a modern like little guy and he he's a he's a big fat dude and tess keeps calling him fat boy which i don't really like um i didn't really care for that but but gangrel bumps like a guy who is uh five seven hundred and sixty pounds and he's not five seven one sixty he's six one like 240 you know um worked like a guy who kind of expected like he might get released at any moment yeah, it was like, yeah, sure. this is, I'm going to count on this as a gig. He committed to his gimmick, you know. He was always doing his thing, even if it was never that fresh, you know. I mean, at this point, Gangrel's been doing this same fucking thing for, like, uh, a year, a year and three quarters or something. Like, it's almost two years he's been doing yeah. this shit. And he's not long for this world. I mean, when does Gangrel leave the WBF? Like, November? I mean, he's like... Is it November of 2000? Like, yeah. The- yeah, he's like one of the least like he's on the the lower end of the totem pole for a while yet in 2000, but it's still like Well, he's one of the guys who survives the ministry falling yeah. apart. And then like those guys all kind of get scattered and they go to different directions and Edge and Christian find their footing and the acolytes find theirs and then people like Viscera and Midian don't really have anywhere to go except for the hardcore division or whatever like yeah, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird time, and those big stables that were formed in that era kind of all get scattered around, and Test is also a victim of that, you know. Um, but yeah, they, you know, these guys fight, they fight into the snow. Um, they're Baltimore, eighteen degrees out. They say. Yeah. Um, what is the building? Do you know the building? I think it's the Baltimore Arena. I think that's where they still were. That where they still do shows. Okay. Uh, famously, like sort of crappy uh, building. Uh, what is it, the Royal Farms Arena now? Yeah. Is there like, a sports fucking... team that plays there, or is it just a shitty no. building? Just... It's just a shitty building. I think the Bullets <laughs> played there. Like, oh, really? Forty-five fucking years ago. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that's sort of the thing, and I, we're gonna come and, back to and, that. Like some AHL fucking team, yeah. These matches all largely take place not in the ring, but in the hallways of these buildings. And I think it's always interesting to see like the contrasts of like, which one, you know, like, because these are all just shitty stadiums like that had a basketball team or a hockey team. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't see these matches all take place backstage mostly. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, they go out in the snow and there's like a, 
a Toyota Tundra or something out there, and Tess throws uh, Luna into the back of the uh, back of the yeah. truck. Yeah, um, makes a, makes her a snow angel. Uh, yeah, so the snow is great. I, I think that's like that's one of the the cornerstones of these. You know, just the environmental stuff was always so much. The, the obviously the Holly and and Al Snow match from a year before this is like the pinnacle of that, where they go in the river. Yeah, but you know, going outside and it, you know a big. I think they planted the snow here. I gotta say, it seemed like the <laughs> they had put a lot of snow in there. They had planted, like, planned for somebody to get bumped into the the bed of that truck with all the snow just, in it. Um, well, uh, I mean, that's that's just you know that's you know whoever the road agent there, good work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they, Pat, you could just see Pat like, hey, yeah, go to go over here. It had yeah. to be somebody's truck Fill because. It up. <laughs> Build up. She's gonna bump. She's a little girl. Look at her. She she can't weigh more than 105 pounds. Put her. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing game. I'm I'm doing I'm doing like a monsoon, not a Pat Patterson. Um, that truck must have been a plant though, because Gangrel like smashes it with a fucking two by four. Um, there's like a, they brawl by a phone booth, and there's a guy making a call, and he gets thrown out, and then Tess grabs the dangling phone that, and talks to the guy that that guy was talking to, and makes a joke about oh, what was the joke? Do you remember the joke? It was something about like what has small balls and hangs down. Oh, I got it. What has small balls and hangs down? A bat. What has big balls and hangs up? And then he hangs up the phone. Which is not... I'm not really sure what the deal is with that joke. I guess the bat thing is the is that, it, I guess, you know, Gangrel is a vampire. Yeah. It's quite a stretch. Quite a stretch. Uh, Test delivers you it. You know, but here's the thing. I don't want wrestlers to be improv guys like that, necessarily. He's, he's trying. I want him to be a big meathead. He did a great job. Foremost. He sounded great. He was. He <laughs> sounded like he was, you know... Not 102 yet, but he was—he knew what he was doing there. Um, yeah, this is uh, this gets out into the sort of loading dock. There is the fire extinguisher, which is the sort of usual weapon um, that yeah. we see in a ton of these matches. There's a new weapon though. It's a chalkboard on wheels, which I guess on a loading dock would be used to signify like days since last, you know, recordable injury. <laughs> <laughs> um that gets smashed over Gangrel's head. And then we get the probably the 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 best new weapon of the episode. Um which is there's a piano out there. There's a fucking piano. There's a goddamn grand piano out there. For some goddamn reason. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess you know, maybe it was being shipped in, or, or, or perhaps it was just you know a thing. You know, the, the guys on the docks played here and there to entertain each other while they work. Um, that's kind of how I envision the docks. It, you know? Yeah, that's kind of you know, it's all it's all like a musical. <laughs> um, Gangrel gets his head and like abdomen put in the piano and smashed with the like. Uh, what the top of the piano? What the fuck is it called? Piano lid. The lid? Yeah. I don't know fucking anything about a piano. I'm. I. You know what? It's got the thing, and you and you. Why is it open? You leave it open because the sound comes out of it. Yeah. What happens if you close it? The sound doesn't come out. 
I mean... I don't know how piano works. I haven't thought about how piano works in a very long time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how it works. Is you, you, you pick up Luna. Uh, well, she goes. She tries to uh, use a shovel. Yeah. Uh, misses, hits Gangrel over the head with the shovel. And then Tess picks up Luna. She, uh, he power bombs her on top of the piano. Yeah. Which is the only time I've ever seen that spot, I gotta say. Piano bomb. It's a unique one. (laughs) It's objectively a unique spot, and it it kicks ass for it. The piano bomb. Which, I I don't know, I feel like I would have remembered this. Like, I would have seen this and remembered this. But somehow this just was like, this is on nobody's radar. Nobody's ever talking about the piano bomb as one of the great spots of all time. But it clearly is. Yeah, well, nobody's talking about Test, hardcore champion. And they should possibly... Have not been in the first place because he shouldn't. I don't know. It was a this, it was a great forty one day reign. This guy understood a hardcore title match. Uh, Absolutely, think, yeah. He was also put behind, like so. He just, I mean, like if you have a title like the hardcore title, you know what's a fucking shitty time to have that? The Royal Rumble, especially if the Royal Rumble has a main event street fight and. Uh, the fucking tables match between it's the Hardy and Doggies. Yeah, the extreme that, like, they're wrestling. They're not putting your ass on that show, dude. They're yeah, not shit about you. Yeah, the the hardcore wrestling style has now permeated into the higher levels of the show, you know, and it's become the upper attraction. And the, the month after this, it's the Hell in a Cell, which is like one of the craziest matches in company history. Uh, yeah, Jack and Triple H, you know, like. Um, and then, yeah, WrestleMania the month after, like, Hardcore, the Hardcore Rumble, which we'll get to, of course, um, is low end on that show for crazy shit, because there's a ladder match, and there's, you know, a pretty crazy main event, and there's all kind of crazy yeah. shit, you know? Um, and then the next year, like, the, the Hardcore title becomes less and less important, right? Um, and it needs the freshening up that it gets with the, the, the things that come after this, but... Um, at the same time, while nobody seems to care about this, and this is simply like a seven-minute segment on a throwaway in the middle of a SmackDown episode, who even remembered that Test had the title? I didn't. I thought <laughs> Bossman still had it. I didn't even remember that Test beat him for the belt. At the end in a of the match la- we talked about. At the end of the last episode of this, we did. Yeah, back in September of last year. He does a he does an elbow drop, but but instead of dropping the elbow, he drops the. Boss man's nightstick on him. It's fucking cool. Is it off of a loading dock? No, but this is. Where did was it? Where, this that is that was a, just off the top rope. That was, it was a, cool though. I don't it remember. Very that good, at it was all. a good elbow drop. Okay, it looked for. Test out a real good elbow drop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll all learn for a big guy. No, and the 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 yeah, just yeah, a a, a a really yeah, a really great elbow drop. The point right before it was he had like just a wonderful look up there. Him standing on the top rope and straightening himself up before it and pointing you know and like just it, it, superstar shit yeah just a really cool fucking tall hot guy who had the skills and triple h cut him off at the fucking knees very clearly you know one of the one of the worst victims of of hunter yeah I, I, you know i mean you know why because he's fucking dead yeah, well, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed this fucking guy, basically. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit, yeah. It's hard to deny it. I don't know. Um, it's a dark thing to think about how many bodies uh, Hunter has in his wake, but, 
It's uh-huh. not a it's not a list of one, that's for sure. No, it's um, not. Uh, I don't know. Gangrel falls off the dock into like a foam pit or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, Tess calls him a fat boy and elbows him off the dock, which is a cool finish. But again, I don't like Tess fat shaming Gangrel. Gangrel looked great then, and he looks great now. Um, He's a beast. He's yeah, just a beast. and you can be fat and hot. So fuck you, Tess. I'm glad you're. No one. I mean. <laughs> I'm just no, saying. I, I, I'm just saying. You should you should be a little kinder because uh, Gangrel is hot, um, and he he and Luna are beautiful in their own way. Um, Tess would have been a cool vampire himself. Oh See, yeah, he was Tess a True Blood type vampires. Well, he was like a Alexander Skarsgård in uh, True Blood. You know, yeah. like that. He he's got that kind of vibe too. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, watched Scorpio could have been a vampire. The goddamn Dudley, the god the Dudleys, that would have been very funny. The Dudleys are just cannibals. The Hardys and Edge and Christian were were vampires, even if we didn't talk about it like that. Well, I mean, they obviously were. There's a world where you know we do the ministry, but they go a little further, and maybe the Stephanie Meyer novels have taken off, and and Vince is like, ah, oh, make them vampires. And then the Undertaker is all of a sudden retconned as a vampire. Like that would have been pretty sick. I'm just saying, if all of a sudden the vamp, like the Undertaker, started sucking people's blood, and he was 25 and 0 at WrestleMania, but he like <laughs> sucked people's blood. And also the thing with like True Blood, and yeah. I guess maybe with uh, with Twilight, I guess the Twilight vampires aren't super, aren't horny. That's kind of the point. But the True Blood vampires are horny as They're fuck. They're teenage horny. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. The Twilight's a weird fucking franchise. I've seen those movies. I've never read the books, but I've seen all those movies. It's a really weird franchise. Uh, but with True Blood, they all want to fuck. So what if The Undertaker was a vampire and he was horny? He was fucking. What if we rebooked everything? Um, I also Dude, watched... sounds great. Sounds fucking great. <laughs> Let's get Chris Kresge on the line. I wish he was a vampire. I watched Taz versus the uh, Mean Street Posse three-on-one match that happened after this, uh, which was too short. But he kind of fucked him up a little bit. Yeah. So that was cool. The highlight of the segment, I guess Angle ran in and attacked Taz, and Angle looked great, you know. Uh, but the highlight of the segment, uh, which was like three minutes long, was uh, Jerry Lawler bullying Michael Cole, <laughs> 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 which he was doing even then, and it was pretty great. Um, all right, let's do Test defending the hardcore title on SmackDown uh, February 24th, 2000, versus Crash Holly. So we go, like, a full month without... Def- that's, like... If this is basically, like, their TV title, which it kind of is at this point, that's also bad for the test strain. But, you know, as it wasn't meant to be. Let's just... He doesn't have any this- recorded title defenses between here and then? Or between then nah. and here? Really? No, nah, I mean, maybe on a house show or some shit. Is but he- that doesn't count. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's really weird. It is really weird. Because I, 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 there's, a, there's a month gap between then and now, and I figured you wouldn't have left that in there unless it was, like... Uh, that was what we had. That's all that we had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is SmackDown, and a lot of these matches take place on SmackDown, and it's interesting because it seems like this is a title that is rarely shown on Raw at all. It is mostly... The vast majority of the... I mean, a lot of this feels more like it's... like it's be, It makes more sense to be on uh, fucking SmackDown, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as, as we basically learned last year they decided to use like the goddamn uh pepper angle 
as one of the leads for SmackDown as a new show because almost all that shit is just on SmackDown. Well, and then the coloring in all the color in is on fucking Raw, but like the actual big parts of the story are on SmackDown. So we'll get to this a little more, um, but they 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 do sort of figure out how to slot the hardcore title into a very defined role in the twenty four seven era, where it's like we know exactly where we put this in um, in the TV, and we we throw it in there, and it's easy for us to throw a, a little segment of Crash Holly running around for a minute, and then we get to the rest of the show, and then if we drop another one in briefly later, or we do a match. And it, it becomes like a formula. A formula. It's like they they figure they figure it out. Yeah. Um, but this is sort of right before that, right? Um, yeah. This is uh, the show opener. This is three minutes into the file, so this is like the this is how they they start with the hot Nash- Nashville crowd. Nashville because they like to eat. Nashville crowd. Uh, this is <laughs> yeah. the, this is the go home show for No Way Out, which is the one with uh, Foley versus Hunter, the cell match. Um, which is likely to be covered on this show at some point. Yeah. Um, and yes, it does look like uh, Test is in. So he's in the Rumble. He's a, he has that. Te- yeah, he he wrestles Triple H in a couple of house shows in late January, and then he takes almost a month off. Uh, has a and then comes back, gets beat by Benoit. On Raw, a couple like one day before this is taped, uh, yeah. and two and a half minutes in the Georgia Dome, Benoit defeats Test. Two and a half minutes on Raw. Um, so this is the day after. This is I guess this was filmed on the twenty second of February, aired on the twenty fourth. Yeah. Um, and this starts. We get Bob Holly in the back telling Crash he like doesn't deserve the match or something, and Crash pushes him over his duffel bag, which is a great bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, Crash, I guess this is sort of the Crash episode. It's Crash TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I mean, what's what's the deal with Crash? Uh, let's just talk about Crash for just a minute. Uh, okay. Aaron O'Grady, right? Yeah. What? Michael Lockwood, real name. Okay. Um, where the where did he come from and? Was he prominent before this? Because I, I, I know that that name, he worked Indies, right? He was a Northern California guy. He was like an APW guy. Oh, he's an APW guy. guy. Okay, I guess I yeah. did kind of know that. So he's working like Mike Modest. Yeah. Okay. Donnie Mose. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm looking at it now. Super Dragon is in these, American Wild Child. Um, interesting. I've never watched that stuff. Donovan Morgan, of course, Donnie Moe. Um, uh, Vic Grimes. There's a fucking very cool uh, highlight. There was like highlights or something. I, I haven't I haven't looked for it. I should of like a of their tryout match, uh, tryout dark match, uh, Crash and Vic Grimes. And obviously that's a fun, uh, you know, you know, sure. ca- contrasted physical style and shit. Sure. Well, that's kind of what we get with a lot of with a lot of Crash in in the WWF is that. He is a uh, small guy. I see him Him and uh, Spike Dudley had some ECW matches at some random shows. Uh, I wonder if those are on an RF fan cam. That would That'd be interesting. Be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he comes in in 99 as H- Hardcore Holly's cousin, which is like a weird thing. I don't, rem- I don't really remember that. 
Yeah, it's it's sort of just like, all right, why not? You know? Kind of out of nowhere, they just like were giving Bob something to do, I guess. Oh, well, it's like they dissolve the job squad, and it's like, what, well, what the fuck are they? Gonna, I mean, Meanie's fucking gone, thankfully. Fuck, fuck, get Meanie out of here. Scorpio's gone, unfortunately. Uh, Al Snow had been big enough that like it was just he didn't have anything better. He, like he didn't need to be part of this. So what the fuck are they right. going to do with Bob, who was actually getting over at this point, was like. Someone who they had always liked enough any, to try and get over, but had no good ideas. Well, and, and I think Vince like always liked Bob. But, yeah. yeah, I think Bob always was like, Bob had been around for years, right? I oh, mean, yeah, shit. like six v- years at that point? Yeah, like Vince that. wouldn't have kept him around if he didn't like him, right? I, I mean, he's, it, he's definitely a Vince type of guy. Like, you know, keeps the lo- locker room in check, is, like, yeah, is, sure, a, re- is a legit, sure. like... Pull himself up. Yeah, tough guy, sure. tough, like, conservative, like, shithead, like, total piece of shit gym teacher type of guy, yeah. Race car driver. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I think Vince is like, this is fucking guy. Yeah, this yeah, it totally guy. makes sense. Every part about uh, Bob being, like, a, a, an elder statesman in Vince's locker room makes total sense. Absolutely. Um, and it looks like, yeah, SummerSlam 99 is the first Crash televised match. Um which is the tag team turmoil, which SummerSlam 99 is a show that uh, does not exist and nobody remembers it. God. <laughs> um, except for the test and Shane match, of course. Um, all right. So let's see here. This is, uh, yeah, Crash. You, you don't know much about Crash before this, right? Have you seen yeah. you've seen some APW stuff that he's good? Or is, it, is that uh... footage not out there? Do we just know that he was good? I know the rep more than anything. I, I, I feel like I might have seen that years ago, but I don't... It's been a fucking very long time, if I have. 98 APW reeks of something that uh, Phil Schneider would have written about on a I mean, disgusting... Certainly, uh, a disgusting-looking blog 30 years ago, or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, 20, 23 years ago, or whatever. Like a green background with a yellow font. Um... Yeah, that that seems like a Death Valley Driver video review number fi- number fifty two sort like, of. Our friend Eric has seen him live. Saw Crash live. Sure, of course. Like of I would course. bet pretty. I would bet not a ton of money because what's the point of that? Yeah. No. I. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not getting um, a ton of money back. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, and and Crash also, I guess we, you know, I guess we're gonna have a couple episodes we get to talk about him. But Crash also dies very young, like Test. Yeah. Um. Even sooner than Test, I think Crash dies in '03 or something. Guys, in like November two, or December 2003, he'd uh he'd been working for TNA for like three or four months at that point. But I don't think he does anything of a note in TNA. Really? Uh, his last oh, WWE wow. gig was as the secondary uh, sidekick for uh, Matt Hardy version 1.0. I kind of remember that. I like that gimmick. I liked Shannon Moore. I was really excited yeah. for Shannon Moore to get an opportunity because I always liked him. Yeah. Um. That's a good. I mean, that's that. That's that could have been a money stable. They could have done yeah, something with that. Yeah, that's three fucking talented guys. Well, so that's the thing is that you push that Matt Hardy's Intercontinental Champion and those guys are the tag champs, and you have them make a run at something for a couple months, and then then do something, you know. But that it never they never pulled the trigger on Matt Hardy enough to do anything like that. No. Um. Yeah. So the um, hardcore boy Elroy. Um, I gotta ask, <laughs> Elroy Jetson, how topical is the Jetsons in I 2000? I fucking know. It's really funny, but it's also, like, 
I don't know who the hell because it doesn't feel like a Vince reference in and of itself. No, it feels like the reference of like a a bunch of fucking Gen X fucking TV writers who are just like, look at this motherfucker. It looks like fucking Elroy Jetson. That kicks ass. We can use that. I guess I kind of thought like a Bruce Pritchard like might be like, oh yeah, the Jetsons or something. Like he just seems like a Hanna Barbera. I don't know if you've heard of this. Hanna Barbera animated sitcom. <laughs> but there's a Scooby Dooby Doo. Looks a lot like him. Yeah, they oh, can. Do they? Ah, I love it. Ah, Elroy, that's a great name. Sounds real redneck shit. And he's teaming with this redneck guy. Well, so I think yeah. you, you sell Vince on it by showing him the the maid. The robot oh, maid. it's definitely lovely. What a fucking robot. <laughs> robot maid. Um, was there ever like a Flintstone, like ca- like not caveman, but like prehistoric man gimmick? Was there ever a Brendan Fraser and Ceno Man type of character? Did we ever have a? We never. I guess Vince never had a character that was like a an Austin Powers frozen in ice kind of. No. That would I mean, have been the great though. Heidenreich. Was Heidenreich but- frozen in ice? He was supposed to be. He was supposed to have been a Nazi super soldier. Is that and right? Okay, like, I, I guess I kind of knew that. And then they're like, ah, <laughs> let's, let's fucking put the brakes on that one. Well, the thing is, you could do that, they, but they you also have to have, like, a, you have to have a Steve Rogers figure as well. You can't do the frozen Nazi without the frozen Captain America. You know, I, just... I, I don't, uh, fr- oh, God. <laughs> frozen Captain America, and it's just, it's just an American it's badass. Hogan. Fucking Undertaker. Like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Mr. America Hogan, which would also... Either of those very funny. Each, either one of those. They, that's what they should have done with, with either Hogan or Taker, is in 2003, freeze him, <laughs> and then wake him up when ratings dip after COVID's over. You know? Well, okay, but, what did you... Have we ever talked about Mr. America as a gimmick? No, and I don't... I haven't really watched... I mean, I don't know what... I have nothing to say about Mr. I know. America. I, I don't know. Being, I mean, I remember being 10 and thinking he was like, he's beating the fucking polygraph. Let's kick ass. I, Which I was, but, that, but it's still stupid as shit. It was way too hokey, and we all hated Hulk Hogan, so... Yeah. Um, it was tough. More, I wasn't a smart at that point. I wasn't, yeah, so... I had hated Hogan for a really long time. Oh, so, yeah. Since, you know, since like 99 or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's but he's it, got the one-legged boy cheering for him and shit. Yeah, and he's getting one over on. I remember when. Listen, I got. Back I remember karate. when. I remember when Zach Gowan got signed because he had like already been an indie sensation. Yeah, and yeah. we were all like, yeah, we all know about this one-legged wrestler, and we like, you know. <laughs> We were the smarks that knew about the one-legged wrestler before he did. Do, do we have to do the uh, the famous story about Johnny Ace signing the wrong one-legged wrestler and having to fire the one the wrong one the wrong one-legged wrestler? All right, let me ask you: Who was the right one-legged wrestler? It was Zach Gowan. All right, the wrong one was just some biker dude from Florida. Oh, okay. I always assumed that Zach Gowan was the wrong one, and that the other one was like some fa- actual phenom. <laughs> No, it was no. just a biker from Florida. <laughs> no, some no. Vince was impressed by this one-legged boy's ability to do a moonsault, which he would be. That is a very Vince McMahon thing to be. But God damn, you can. You, You've you overcome can't. such adversity, young man. <laughs> you would definitely want to see Zach Gowan's dick. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, Zach Gowan's like. Hey, get this guy in the line. Five dollars if you just want to look at it. Ten if you want me to check off. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, Crash uh, Crash is a crazy guy, and 
this is sort of a great example of Crash being uh, the little guy fighting underneath, which sort of becomes his thing here. Um, yeah. The start of this match, Test throws the belt up into the air. Crash grabs it and Test big boots it violently into his face. <laughs> um, and they go out to the crowd. There's a big square trash can. They get stuck on Crash's head, and he looks like a... You know, he's, it's all very goofy. The funny imagery is kind of the stuff here. You know, you got to have that. Yeah. Um, Crash gets the fire extinguisher. Um, Sweet chastity. Yeah. So the the fire extinguisher is always in these matches. It's such an easy prop. I don't know. I I I, I keep wondering what it's like to get sprayed by one because it seems like it's such a okay, sa- so- safe thing. I guess. Here's the thing. So I I rewatched Irreversible for the ver- for a very long for the. For I'm, most- not, I'm never gonna rewatch that movie. I don't think. Yeah, you don't need. I don't think I'm ever gonna but- watch any of Gaspar Noe's movies ever again. No, you don't need to. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That fucking fire extinguisher in that movie is made out of rubber. Yeah, you can see it flopping around a little bit. I've, I know, I've noticed like, that. Flopping. I think we talked about that a little bit, yeah. We might have. I couldn't remember if it was we if I talked about that or if I talked about that with my roommate. I've seen uh, other people talk about it too. It's like it's come up. It's like a it's like a there's like a Reddit thread out there, surely, where somebody's talked about it within the last six months. Because it's such a violent scene, but it's also like we're all also like reckoning with it by saying like Okay, it's violent, but it's 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 not real, guys. Come on. Yeah, tapeworm's dick is not <laughs> oh, unfortunately. It's, yeah, it's we you know all of this is very that would very still be scary. bad. That would still be rape. But the but... fact that there's CGI penis makes it a little less terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's noise vision, you know, and I think he's a fantastic filmmaker. I never want to see one of his movies ever again. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the fire extinguisher? <laughs> no, no, no. That was where I did get my take on uh, Vincent Cassell and whether or not he could, he could have pulled off being. Uh, Timothy McVeigh that I told you in the in the uh, in a group DM. Yeah, he kind of looks like him, but he, you know, I, that, he looks like him. That's the thing. One, he's but not the, American. Two, he's not really a good actor. <laughs> he's just he's like a good actor. Weird, he's, he's weird he's looking. Charmed. He's cool. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a take on him. But here's um, the thing: Does that make Jordan Oliver a Timothy McVeigh? And the answer is no. No. Oh, I think Jordan. Oh, I mean, I guess I kind of see Vincent Cassell, Jordan Oliver. I guess I kind of see it, but I think Jordan Oliver is much cuter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I am fully in the pocket for Jordan Oliver. I think he's the just the best. <laughs> I think he's just a beautiful young man. I love him so much. <laughs> um, all right, Crash, another beautiful young man. Uh, he is super aggressive in this match. He hits a running Rana off the fucking apron. Yeah. Um, with like he's running along the apron, Tess is on the floor, and he hops on him, and Test is like. This almost seems to have no idea how to base for this. Like he he has no idea like which direction to turn in or like how to take a move like this. He's never been asked to take a hurricane rana before, especially not one from a psycho like running off the apron. Uh, but it still looks good. Looks it's yeah. sl- it's sloppy, but it looks good. Um, and Crash is like firmly in control of this for like a good segment of this. I mean, these matches are all like four minutes apiece, but if that, but Crash is like constantly. Uh, up for the fight. He's never he's yeah. never he is never once as much as he will hide in these situations sometimes, Crash is never a pussy. No, no. Absolutely as far away from a bitch as you could be. Um he is He's a great contr- fighting little baby face. He beats his fucking balls with a stick. 
He like sets up the <laughs> stair. He sets up the stairs and he like runs up and he tries to launch himself into a uh, test, but test like hits him with a chair shot, like hits him with a like in the chin. Yeah. Uh, replay shows it's pretty nasty. Um, we get a chair table, which is a pretty you know. Like, oh, all, I know that was wild. Always Dude. when you see that in like two thousand or ninety nine, it's like oh yeah, I guess some people were like figuring this out, you know. They hadn't figured out yet that you could do it and spread it out and then put a bunch of glass in between the chairs. Yeah. But they had figured out you could put two chairs together and somebody could, like, bump on it and it would be pretty sick. Um, and I still think that's Foley was the guy who kind of figured that out. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the, the the remarkable thing here is the the chair table, right? Set up sort of not in the middle of the ring, but sort of, you know, where they want it. And... Uh, Tess is going to slam Crash into it or something, but Crash ends up fighting away, and we end up with this, like, rope-running sequence where Crash gets sent into the ropes, but he has to go over the chairs, which are set up with the with the seats touching, facing each other. Yeah. And he has to sort of leapfrog the chairs and then immediately bounce off the ropes, take one step, and leapfrog the chairs again. And then immediately runs into, like, a really nasty big boot from Test. (laughs) And it's just, like, it all happens. It's super fast. It is, like, okay, so he he gets sent off, leapfrogs, his foot hits the ground. He takes one more step as he's turning into the ropes. Okay? Bounces off the ropes, takes one more step, hops back over the chairs, and as he's landing on the other side, he's getting hit in the face with Test's foot. (laughs) Like it is, it all happens within about two seconds, and it's. I was watching this, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Crash Holly is like a masterful, uh, like you know, athletic ability is one thing, but like knowing placement of of like this is an situational awareness. This is an unnatural act. (laughs) This is not. And I mean, his whole run. I mean, there are there there are mobile spots and just like the magic, the like little twenty four seconds in segments where he does shit that is just like in weird environments yeah where he just he just knows how to move around stuff in a weird way and he's a weird guy he's i i don't know you know we don't have a like the crash career we're gonna cover basically the peak of it in all these episodes in the next this and the next episode probably um and then you know he's got some stuff the molly and i think they feud with the dudleys and there's spike and molly like there's some stuff there yeah i bet there's some good matches there that are outside of the hardcore title he has like fun sea show stuff he has that fun match with loki uh from like really in new york yeah oh boy well we have to we're just doing weird roll-ups and shit Okay, I would love to see that. That's uh, that's an extracurricular activity that I'll have to take on. Um, yeah, so yeah, Crash is like uh, Crash takes takes good care of uh, Tess too, though. He like he low blows him. He takes control with like two low blows. I think he kicks him <laughs> and punches him in the balls. Yeah. Um, and he like hits a pescado. Like he's fucking killing it. And then the finish of this, Bob Holly comes out, and Bob Holly is got a chair, and it looks like he's going. Yeah. That music. Um. All right, we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll talk about the music. Um. The uh, he goes. He looks like he's gonna go for a chair shot on Crash. Crash ducks or moves or whatever, and Tess gets domed with a chair. Crash covers. Um. Bob Holly plays this off as if that was what he meant to do, and he celebrates with Crash. <laughs> um, but yeah, Crash covers Test off this chair shot, wins the title, becomes the 15th WWF Hardcore Champion. Um, 
and we've charted exciting things. I think yeah. we've we've charted every single one, right? I think that's the plan, right? Yeah, every one that was fucking taped. And we're gonna talk about. We're gonna we're briefly gonna run through them. the ones that weren't. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna talk about the goddamn house shows and fucking. I bookmarked in it. Fucking Tupelo. I bookmarked in... the the complete history of the. So I got it ready. Whenever we get to that weird. Right. Seg- whenever we get to that weird segment. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Anything more on test? No, but he. I mean, this is like. Okay, so what I have to say about test is it feels like if the the hardcore title division could have been more if they wanted it to be more because and the test because test should have been a star. He really could. He really should have been. Test could have elevated this to be like he he could have like formulated a style where it was like a smaller guy going at like a version of this match where test goes over for and you do it for two months and then you have crash win it off of him after you know yeah and you throw in like test versus funaki or talker or yeah yeah too. no test versus one of the headbangers and ju- you just do that for a while yeah there's yeah. Ma- test test versus viscera i would God. love it i don't know it sucks yeah the test test hardcore title run should have lasted longer and everything about test is depressing um and he is truly one of the lost stars i think yeah, and he he teams stuff. with Albert after this, right? Like yeah, TNA, yeah, managed by uh, Trish, Cowboy Hat Trish, and you know, I mean, that should have been a fucking all star thing too. But they were just like, you know, in a, in a a company with the best tag team division of all time already. I know, it's insane. Like, just look at WrestleMania 2000, and there's like so many good tag yeah. teams. Yeah, and they're wrestling Blackman and and Snow, which in theory, is also a really sick fucking team. I don't know. It's a weird. It's weird. It's it, it's just the the roster's so stacked. There's and... like there's like that like the least important tag match on WrestleMania 2000 is like D'Lo and Godfather and Bull Buchanan fucking... and Big Big Boss Man. Yeah, that's of course. pretty. I mean, and it's, minimum, it's pretty good. It's a good six I minute match. Both those teams that dude, that matches are right. Yeah, the matches. Yeah. Every match on that show is cool. I like WrestleMania 2000 so much. Um, one of my favorite, one of my, one of my VHS classics, uh, for sure. Um, all right. Well, where do we go? What do we, what's next? Uh, from, uh, uh SmackDown March 2nd. Yeah. And In all, all Trenton, these New- Trenton. Oh, uh, Trenton. you mean the world takes or Trenton makes the world takes. Is that right? Absolutely. Buddy. Yeah. The world takes Trenton makes it's a, it's like a billboard, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's on the um, it's on a pass it's it's on a uh, fucking a uh, passenger bridge. Yeah, that's awesome. Trenton, New Jersey. Um, doesn't get any better than that. This is um, this is technically it's Crash Holly versus Taz, but we also get the first sort of twenty four seven uh the kickoff of the twenty four seven stuff, and they face the Mean Street Posse. Or he faces the Mean Street Posse. Yeah. Um, as we get into this stuff, it's going to be kind of mixed up. What we like call the segments, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to list them in the notes when I do the links. Yeah. And the link and the links are going to be tricky. And I don't <laughs> know how I'm going to. F- I don't know how I'm going to format any of this. And I might, I might just not give links for any of it, or I might just give links for 
the show and not give any of the timestamps. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you, you know what? You, you fucking figure it out. I figured it out. I don't know. I, you did, you you worked so hard on this, and I appreciate it so much. And when when you put all those timestamps in there, um, even though they're not like – that's the thing with these is with Peacock, of course, you can't put the timestamp as a link. So what you did was you put the, the time of the segment. But the weird thing about scrubbing through on Peacock is that the – number doesn't show up on the screen when you're trying to select it in the time. No, no. So you're just like, I think that's an hour and 11 minutes in, and you just click somewhere. And yeah, from... you just, you're just, cl- yeah, you just throw oh. in, and then you hit like 10 seconds. <laughs> it's fucking And then you're like, br- all right, 10 seconds forward. All right, well, that's where I am. Pause. It's so bad. And it's 2021, and we're in the age of the streaming services, and this shit just sucks. This shit looks <laughs> like something from 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like early, yeah. This- this YouTube, is fucking daily motion. This is Justin TV. This yeah, is Peacock is yeah. <laughs> Peacock has a very uh very very daily motion vibe to it, I think. Um but so what that means is I almost always end up like 2 minutes before where I'm supposed to be, so I yes. I caught a snippet of a segment with Kurt Angle and Sergeant Slaughter backstage. Yeah. Uh Remus was putting it to him, teaching him about America, <laughs> what it's like to be a real hero or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I ended up, uh, catching that and we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I watched, uh, I watched Sergeant Slaughter versus Kurt Angle after this. Did you watch any of, uh, Steve Blackman and Al Snow's double date? I watched some, some date segment and, um. Them and their matching, uh, like button up Hawaiian shirts and shit. Now was Al Snow trying to. Steal the 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 girl. I, I, it was a very strange segment. And Steve I think Elsno Bla- is just always trying to fuck. So that's a thing. Yeah, I was for a while. I was like, is that Elsno's sister or something? Um, I I don't know. I, there, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on here. And there's the comedy segments with Steve Blackman and Elsno and. I didn't have enough context to really say if those were good or not, but the, it seemed it all seemed very bad. Uh, <laughs> Steve Blackman, I'm not going to say he's like a bad performer or anything. I think he's very funny, and his deadpan work is very funny. Um, I just don't know if you should be devoting any time to that. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing where like we have like all of a sudden. So it's, you know, early 2000, and SmackDown has just debuted in, what, November? Uh, September. Oh, yeah, September of... Yes, September of 99. Um, So all of a sudden, they've got this wealth of of time, of TV time, where they they have an extra two hours of, like, you know, pretty... Fucking primetime TV. Primetime TV, yeah. Like, you know, it's on a lesser network, but it's still... A big deal. It's on a more. It's it's on a bigger network. It's on a bigger network, but it's like it's like less. Yeah, because because it's uh you know over the air and not not cable or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. it's a little different. Um, and they've got this sort of wealth of they've got this huge roster, and they do things like Steve Blackman and Al Snow on a blind date or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're shooting their shot. It's weird. It's a really weird thing. And, you know, they do that, but that that stuff gets, like, ten minutes on the show. And then Crash Holly versus Taz here gets, like, four? 
So that, that, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know. There's some, there's some odd choices. I mean, we're still in the attitude era here. They're still making the wrong choices for like how to balance these shows out in a lot of cases. You know how we know it's the attitude era? So many dudes uh, throughout these are just wearing the WWF attitude shirt, which is such a funny thing, right? That's a cool logo, though. You know, it is. It's all scratchy. Yeah, I remember when they debuted that scratchy logo. I I was like nine years old, but I got it. I was like, oh "Oh, shit, we're this is we're changing the fucking rules now. And it's twenty twenty one, and they're still using basically that fucking logo, and it looks (gasps) that's weird. Yeah, stupid. That is really strange. I try not to think about that because that really does expose it. Because everything rebrands, you know, like every single like every single label of everything has changed a little bit, you know, and for for them to still be using that extremely nineteen ninety eight, like that logo was a response to other culture. You know, that was that that was them like being like, oh, OK, we're yeah, we're, we're we're with it. Yeah. And they did it and they were right. And it was a good and it was a good logo for them. You know, it was, that that personified a, a, a global entertainment media brand in 1998, you know, that was like with the kids and edgy and people were down with it and it made sense. And yeah. And now we are in a time where I mean, I don't know what a good logo is now. I mean, you look at. You know, look at the Peacock logo, I guess. Yeah. Like, look that... at, I mean, look at, like, their branding for other shit. Like, the NXT logo is not, like, good, but at least it's... But it feels very it, modern classic. It feels like, like something that could, that someone came up with in the last 20 fucking years. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, it's weird. It is really weird. Um, but that, you know, it just means the Attitude Era will never die. Nope, nope, it's, uh... It was Vince's midlife crisis, and until he dies. And here's the thing, though: Triple H, when he enters his midlife crisis, when he's what's he gonna be? If he hasn't already, what's he gonna be like? Think about. No, I was king. Well, yeah, we'll, was, we'll go full medieval. The Rock <laughs> and Austin and Foley, and I went over them all. I was fucking great. Yeah, it'll be great, yeah. I mean, when he shapes everything in his image, it'll be all, like, you know, Game of Thrones regalia, and it'll be fucking hilarious. And, I mean, yeah. I don't in theory, that's what wrestling should be, right? I mean, it kind of should be. We're, we're fighting over a big gold belt. I mean, what the fuck else are we doing except for fighting over a crown, kind of? Um, and that's, you know, I'm not going to defend Triple H's uh, vision uh, wholeheartedly. But I, I think he has... I Say think what he, you will about the tenets of, na- of, of, <laughs> of National Socialism, socialism dude. At least it's an ethos. ethos. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a fucking spinal. Let me tell you, Rovert is paralyzed. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Taz, 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 Taz from the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York. You ever been to the Red Hook section? No. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. That's where they have the Formula E race, which is really is that right? Oh, cool! I bet yeah. Taz is like uh, he's a big fan of the of the, he's like likes the D, the EJ. Remember the EJ where it's like the DJ, but he's the EJ for the Formula E race. Uh, all right, so they start. Hot Taz, enough. who is still alive, is looking better than he has in like fifteen years. He's not wrestling though, right? He's, he's a personality. Is he yeah. ever throwing a? Is he throwing a suplex or two on there? 
Nah. He never Hook he never gets physical. Frizzle suplexes, yeah. Who, who I'm sorry. Hook. Okay. You didn't did you know that? That that the song goes by the name Hook at least. Sure, sure. Yeah. I've I've I mean I've seen bits and pieces. I just I don't know. Um AEW is depressing. Yeah, I, I I don't watch it, you know. But I I I would love it if Taz. I mean, I I, I did Taz get hurt really bad. Is he just did he hang it up for a very specific reason, or was yeah, he just Zach like was all fucked up? Yeah, but he could never work again, or what? I mean, he probably could. But Edge he... main evented WrestleMania this year. Yeah, you remember but that? he had more of a neck in the first place. Taz never had like a neck. Oh, he had more so, neck. Like, his... Yeah, his brain. I mean, his like skull is fused. Oh right, so so body shit, you know. Taz had like a, a built-in disadvantage because he had no neck in the first place, where his yeah, edge had a fucking, lot of neck. He's built like this fucking potato. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, fucking Taz. Yeah. But he's having. A, he's doing his best commentary in years. I mean, considering that he all goddamn awfully was an impact. Is, is he? So he commentates on 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 uh, AEW now. Yeah, it does dark and that kind of shit. Are you watching dark? You watching RSP? I dark? watch a little bit of it. I always want to like. I'm I'm always curious. I'm mo- I'm so much more curious about dark than I am about dynamite. I gotta be Dude, honest. Because it's like fucking. <laughs> it's so weird. RSP <laughs> jobbing to fucking Angel Dorado. Like what? The... Is How that who that is? Here? Is that that was Angel Dorado? Yeah. That, that was that wasn't yeah. his name on the thing, right? It was something. It was else. Dante Martin. Yeah, I think he's Dante Martin. I okay. forget which is Dante. I did, okay, which is I, didn't, I didn't know that was uh, on Hell Dorado. I didn't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's really strange. <laughs> I know. Uh, AW is really weird. Um. Taz, we like Taz. You like Taz? I like Taz. I mean, it's fun to do the. I remember him when he was a pudgy little white boy before he was old. <laughs> All that shit, but who is that? that? What's that? What's that? That was New Jack in the ECW uh, timeline shoot from a '98. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. Um, that which is classic line. Yeah, uh, I mean Taz is like extremely whack, but he's he's cool. I don't know. It's a really. It's not a long career, right? I mean, it's, oh god, no. a lot of ECW is like. I mean, he's in like '95 with Benoit and Sabu doing crazy shit, and then obviously the Sabu feud goes on in '97. And then it's the big, like, Bigelow, and then it's, like, Shane Douglas stuff in 98, and he's the yeah. champ and shit. Yeah, um, the FCW title, all that kind of stuff. FCW title, yeah. So he's got a good run there, but it's kind of like, that's kind of like the, my least favorite ECW run, like, era. Is, yeah. Like, where he's on top. And that's no fault of his. It's just, like, the entire show, shot, like, top to bottom, I'm not. I'm not like super it's into. Le- it's less fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Taz is weird for it's me. It's not his fault that like W that ECW in 2000 like seems invigorated because it's not. But like some people needed to fuck off at the same time. This is around the time where he like sort of comes back for a show in ECW while he's under contract. Well, yeah, he wins the he wins the ECW title off of Mike Awesome after right. uh fucking uh. Mike Awesome, uh, goddamn, blah, 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 takes the big ass deal for WCW, which you know. Oh, good right. Okay. The famous. I wish he'd killed him. So- fucking Joey Styles. Yeah, yeah, Joey Styles. Yeah, Stiles. of course. Yeah, no, but we'll oh. that, we'll discuss uh, Mike Awesome's final match at some point in the show. Oh, sure. uh, it's such a good match. Um, all right. So, and then Taz like drops it to Dreamer. Right? 
Yeah. Is that right? And then that's when Dreamer finally wins the title. And that's all very stupid. Uh, lots of bad decisions. Paul Heyman in the end. And was then Dreamer actually just a very... back within like, within like a minute and a half to fucking just incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Paul Heyman actually uh, very bad at booking pro wrestling. Um, all right. They start hot. Crash and Taz do. This is a hardcore title match that starts in the ring. They go into the crowd. Or no, they start on the floor. They never make it to the ring. Yeah. Most of these matches don't. They get all, So we get a whole lot of like white dudes mugging for the camera. Uh, there's an ECW <laughs> chant. And this is from uh, this is from Trenton, New Jersey. So, yeah. so. But literally the, the dead center heart of ECW country, right? Between New York and Philly. Very much so. Um, and then this isn't really a match, and neither are the rest of most of these. And I think we're going to take a break after this one, because the rest yeah. of these are all going to just br- kind of breeze by. But there's a lot of vibes happening in these matches, because we have the 24-7 rule starts pretty soon after this. But this is sort of it, right? Um, they, it starts on this night. On yeah. this night. So, all right. So this match, Taz versus Crash. Um it goes backstage pretty quickly, and then we, we sort of cut to a uh, hallway where Taz has lifted Crash sort of for a body slam, and he just slams him back and forth on the adjacent walls three or four times of, like, yeah. a narrow hallway, which is super sick. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. He, like, throws him out of the hallway, and they're in some other hallway now, right? Yeah. And then Prince Albert runs in, tries to attack Taz for God knows what reason. Um, Taz ducks that and Prince smashes into crash. And then Taz hits him with a big fucking wrench. Um, I know. And you hear the classic fucking Foley art clank. Now what, that had to be a gimmicked wrench with some, some eight, some Foley work, right? Some ADR. Yeah. Okay. Cause that, production. It, it looked like a real wrench and it looked like it really hurt. Uh, but there was a sound that sounded like, again, Three Stooges esque. <laughs> um, Boss Man is here too, and he gets a shot with the wrench. Um, and then, yeah, this sort of breaks down and it isn't really a match. Taz hits Albert with like an oxygen tank or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he locks him in a walk in freezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh- that, that's why, you know, it, it, it actually was to Albert's benefit to have all that goddamn body hair. Right yeah, out. sure, sure, yeah. And then he was able to use his, like, uh, he took a piercing out of his nipple or his dick, and he used that to sort of pick the lock of the freezer door. And Fucking MacGyver, man. Otherwise he would have died in there, um, and then we would have never had the giant Bernard run in the G1 Climax 2008, you know, and we would have all been tragic. fucked for... <laughs> I don't know if he was. In the, I don't know. If, I don't know what years he was there. I'm just saying numbers and letters. Um, I don't even know if the G1 climax is what you call that damn thing anymore. Um, there's a. All right. He smashes a glass bottle over Bossman's head. He comes out. Crash uses the fire extinguisher on Taz. Um, and then he breaks something else glass over him. Like there's glass. There's a bunch of glass. There's like. A big two by four, and all this stuff has to be gimmicked, I think. Yeah. Because the way they break that two by four, and all these like 
glass. There's too much specific shit in this one hallway. But also, you got to kind of admire the idea that they planned this hallway with a bunch of fucking props. That they were like, make sure you grab this one. This is the gimmicked one. Do not yeah. grab that one. That If you use that bottle to smash over the boss man's head, it will slice his throat open. And <laughs> Ray Trailer is going to die either way, but he will die tonight if you do that. <laughs> there's so many dead men on this episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dead people. That's the thing about 2000 WWF is that everybody in the show is dead now. Yeah. Uh, many of them killed themselves or uh, each other or their wives or the children even. So uh, a lot of fun to be had on. <laughs> yeah. And the, guy, and the guy writing the show died of cancer. So there you go. <laughs> Shuts out. Chris Kresge died of cancer. Show Vince McMahon gave him cancer. Uh, Triple H killed test. Vince McMahon gave Chris Kresge cancer. Um. All right. So, Stephanie Luna? Question mark. <laughs> there was a piano involved. <laughs> um. All right. So when we come back from break, um, I guess there's another Steve Blackman on a date segment. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I kept I kept skipping through the file and I kept seeing it's Steve all Blackman those matching shirts, bud. He's on Steve Blackman is the star of this episode, I think. Him him on a date. It's insane. He's in like 15 minutes of showtime of uh, screen time. Insane. Um yeah, uh the 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 thing here is that Lillian is backstage and she interviews Crash and he institu- institutes the 24/7 rule. Um which is weird because he just like lays out the rules and like says it if you got a referee uh, and you can find me, and you can beat me. Come do it. I'll take on any comers. And just like I love the idea of Vince McMahon being like, "God damn, pal, it's hell of an idea." <laughs> well, so is it just his idea? Like, whose idea was this? It's just it's implied that it's just Crash Holly's idea. He lays it out, and nobody questions it. Nobody like he doesn't have a guy sign it into fucking into legality. He just says Maybe it. Maybe he already had this in 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 motion, and it only would have taken effect had he uh fucking retain the title against Taz. I don't know. Well, it's only a couple days. I mean, this is what? This is only like a week and a half after. It's two weeks after. It's a the, week, yeah. Yeah, after the... Yeah, it's a week, yeah. Fe- February. February's the short month. It always throws me off. Fucking February. God damn yeah, you, February. February bullshit month. Dude. Short ass, bitch ass month, February. Um, they, had to give fuck- they had to put Black History Month on the shortest fucking <laughs> month. That's fucked. So messed up. I laugh about it every time, but I'm not laughing with a smile on my face. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's really clear that he like he like lays it out. He does it, um, and and it's and Lillian's just like okay. And also, this is SmackDown. This is not the A show. This yeah, is not like it's just really weird. It's really weird that they would do this on here. Um, and then I, I don't know. Well, they I, wanted I, to all the gay shows at the time, so yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I caught a little more of the Blackman date and Al Snow like poking around. Um, and then I watched uh, Kurt Angle versus Sergeant Slaughter. You didn't watch this one, huh? I didn't watch the Slaughter match, no. Did you see the video I posted? I did of... see that fucking sick-ass bump he took, yeah. It's so funny. I filmed that on, like, it was like 4 in the morning and Emily was asleep next to me. And I was filming it on my on my phone, on like, filming the computer screen. Yeah. And I filmed it and I had my phone like hooked up to a Bluetooth earbud that was sitting over there on the table next to me. And I filmed it and I posted it and I was like, I'm going to watch that. And I put my earbud in and I was like, Oh, right. I didn't film this with sound on. This is just Emily snoring super loud. (laughs) (laughs) And so I deleted it and I put the first like song on there, which was like, uh, 
you know, uh, Plastic Love by Maria Takeuchi. Because <laughs> yeah. it was uh, the way the file name was formatted was the first thing that popped up, so I put that on there. Um, uh, Sergeant Slaughter versus Kurt Angle uh, from, uh, what's it, uh, March 2nd, 2000? Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Slaughter, I mean, he hits some awesome strikes. He looks kind of old in the face, but he's, like, moving good. He hits a nice rib breaker. He gets a pop for the Cobra Clutch, like a long tease. Um, and then he takes the bump. He takes the real, he takes the fucking Slaughter bump, and he takes it hard as hell. Um, he gets, like, su- he gets suplexed from the apron over the top back end of the ring, which is, like, a a big bump for him, you know? And then yeah. he takes a fucking butt-ass ugly Elvic slam for the win. Just fucking sick. Slaughter. We just talked about him, obviously, but I, I could There's a reason. I found that, I, like, I just happened upon that, and I was like, I gotta watch this. Kurt Angle versus Sergeant Slaughter, and it's, like, a really good six-minute match. I don't know. Check it out. I skipped Kane versus the Dudleys in a, a 2v1 tables match. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Who needs that? I don't need that. Yeah, and I caught the end of uh, Steve Blackman's day, but I don't know. Um, and then we do get it, finally. Lillian's on a random payphone in the back, and she sees Crash and asks him if he's... Uh... Crash, who's wearing um, fucking overalls, looking adorable. It's such a good look. Yeah, I guess that is the... El- is that Elroy? Elroy wears uh, overalls? No, no, it's just like... I think that's just like the hick look. Yeah. Even though, even though neither of these men are truly hicks, because they're both from the fucking Pacific coast uh bob Holly at least had the accent crash just sounds like a guy yeah they're billed from mobile alabama um elroy jetson wore green overalls um i'll have you know i'm looking it up right now and he did wear green overalls over a white t-shirt with sort of a red futuristic collar and then a green like sort of ball cap that had an antenna on it <laughs> I mean, I didn't see, think it was impossible, but I couldn't remember off the top of my head exactly. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Stressed, but, yeah, yeah, and I didn't make a note on it, but after, like, a, it kind of made sense. Um, yeah, he sees, Lillian sees him as he's leaving. How long did you say uh, Kurt Angle versus Sergeant Slaughter was? I said six minutes. It was two minutes and 59 seconds. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, man. Because I guess it was partially because I watched, I, I watched their, like, uh, interview segment earlier. Yeah, that's true. It's good, though. It's It's really good. Um, it's worthwhile two minutes and 59 seconds not wow. kind of the interview second that's, that's impressive that's that's really impressive um, yeah it's good it's it's a lot of fun they they, they fit a lot of shit in um, yeah I guess most of most of the late slaughter matches are all in that like sort of three minute range right yeah. him, and, him and Orton they probably went three minutes or whatever right well I mean obviously I mean there's only so much his fucking body could have done after no but he but... looks good in this he, he no, like no he hits well, a rib breaker, and it looks like fucking D. Malenko. It was sick. It was really good. I know. I was just <laughs> going to shit on that Triple H match. Yeah, that, that Triple H match that runs like eight, fucking 18 19 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking crazy. Um, yeah, so all right. So Lillian's on the payphone crash. She asks him if he's really just going to go back to the hotel with that belt and not expect to get attacked. And, you know, he's wearing overalls. And he looks cool. And then we get out to uh, Crash. has got his rental car. And um, Rodney appears. I believe Rodney's the first one there, and uh, has a referee smashes Crash with a trash can. It's a hard sentence to say. Yeah. Uh, gets a near fall in the trunk of the car. <laughs> uh, basically, Crash Holly is in the trunk of his own rental car, and there's a sequence here where 
Rodney, Pete Gass, and Joey Abs all go for pins on Crash as he's in the trunk of the car. They each keep pulling each other off of Crash. The referee, who's the referee here? Is it Tim White? I don't, I don't know if it's Tim, Tim White for this one. Okay. Tim White's Tim, it's they they Tim run White through is a few. Definitely the one in the hotel room. Yes, yes, definitely. Um he's he's banging his hand on the side of the car to count the to <laughs> count the count. Um and then and then you know this sort of sequence sort of ends with all of the Mean Street Posse guys feeding with like fighting with each other as Crash sort of gets back in the driver's seat and drives off in his rental car. Um, and yeah, so it begins the 24 seven era, which it's funny because it does really begin with crash feuding with literally the lowest <laughs> rung of like yeah. garbage on the roster. And I do want to talk about the mean street posse. Um, and I don't think we're going to ever get to do that again. So do you want to do that with me in like 10 let's, minutes? Let's talk about the mean street posse in about 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Cause I, I think you got the. I've never been able to tell which one's which. I mean, I know which one's which, but their their names get mixed up to me. Yeah. And I know. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Um. So let's do that. Um. Yeah, we're good. We're moving along here. We're in March. I'm almost 11 years old at the time of this this uh, match. This next Hell match yeah. up here. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's do that. I'll see you in a minute. All right. All right. Mean Street Posse. Great music. We'll play it in the break. All right. Cool. All right, this so episode is going along, yeah. It's chugging along. It's we've been going I think we're a little long in the tooth, but I think I think the second half will be I think we'll we'll round it out nicely. I have a There's huge very little in the way of matches. I know, I know, but we're just talking crash and Mean Street and Vis. No, 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 that's why we'll be we'll, we'll be able to like get I mean, the home stretch. We have to talk about Albert and the headbangers and ball pits. It's gonna be cool. That's gonna be good. Alright, cool. Alright, see you then. a goddamn child in the fucking bed (laughs) welcome back to wrestling is gross uh so she's up there and she can hear my half of the episode so i gotta make it good yeah (laughs) okay uh what have you been what have you been up to you've been watching any of these you did you watch the boardwalk buddies I did, I did. I haven't seen any of the other uh, ICWs. Oh well, no, I watched the uh, the fucking pit show from uh, for fucking Millville. But uh, otherwise, like, I'm my, my roommate and I watched this together. So she's starting to like get like like feeling more burnt out because it is eight shows. 
There's been a lot of wrestling. There's been a lot of wrestling. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I like. I watched the GCW show from Houston, which is like a pretty up and down kind of show, kind of a crazy experience. Um, I, as I mentioned, Sadika versus Nick Gage. I liked it more than I even liked the 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 versus uh, John Wayne Murdoch match. It's crazy, obviously. Um, I liked this one even more than that, even though it's very different. It's longer and more epic, sort of Gage main event style, oh, yeah. you know. Um. Like his matches with RSP or, or Tremont or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like that. But Sadiq is great. It's a fantastic match. Um, there's been so much the ICW stuff. And um, I don't know. I've been trying to keep track of some of it. But it has been a lot of stuff. Um, but it's been a wealth of riches. Um, the Powerbomb TV. <laughs> Uh, Andy Wrestling TV, IWTV. It's been, it's been a, it's crazy, you know? It's crazy to think about a couple of years ago where we were, where we were like, you know, we would like, uh, go on VK to watch fucking Vicious Outcast Wrestling, and we'd see a guy like Satu Jin and be like, this guy's fucking crazy, he should be everywhere, and then now we're in a place where all of a sudden he is everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's in ICW, and he's fucking in IWA Mid-South, big time there. He's one of the rejects. I'm going to the fucking King of the Death matches, you know. Yeah, hell uh, yeah. I, I bought the ticket, and I I booked a fucking motel, like, 15 minutes away, and I'm going to stay at the Quality Inn, um, where I have to assume at least a couple of the wrestlers are also staying. <laughs> Um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be, I'll be bringing some weapons for Ian Rotten's first match in how long? How, how long has it been since Ian worked? Do you know? Uh, like five years? I think it's five, I think it's five or six. I feel like it's 15 or 16. It also might be his last match, because, I mean, here's the thing. It it won't be, but it also could be, you know? He could die at any moment. (laughs) I know. That's the thing about Ian. He could die in that, he could die in the ring. And that's why I had to be there. It'll be his first match in uh, four years. Four so. years. Okay. Okay. I've never seen Ian live. Um, Ty is also. I think Ty's flying down. He's flying. So we're gonna. I'm gonna grab him and we're gonna go to the. We're gonna go see Ian Rotten. Um, and I've never seen Ian. It's a 24 man tournament. It's two days. We also got tickets to the Prince of the Death matches, which is the Saturday afternoon show. I'm gonna be real burned out by the time this is over. On death matches, but I'm doing it, so I always wanted it's to go to King of the ex- Death. It's a fucking experience, you know? I always wanted, like, more than, that. this was the tournament I always wanted to go to, you know, when we, we'd buy the tapes, like, turn, you know, uh, uh, TOD was always, like, fucking crazy to watch, but there's something about, the you know, Rack's Bar and Billiards or whatever, Is that what, what was the name of that place? Rack's Bar and Billiards. Yeah. Oh, I named, I named it right. Oh, look at me. Um, that place didn't seem like a friendly place to visit for me as like a kid, you know, it was just like, yeah. this, this seems, this all seems very illicit. Whereas there's something about Clarksville, Indiana, where I was just like, yeah, this seems pretty dirty, but I bet they'd be like pretty nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then this is in, this is South of Indianapolis, you know, um, in some, I don't know, they've ran this building a couple times, so. We'll see. There's the Delta variant of COVID. So I'm kind of worried about that a little bit, but I guess I'm just going to go fucking roll with the punches because it's, you know, 
you, you, you know, wear a mask. I might. I don't know. People aren't really doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that... I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't... I'm trying not to think about it. I'll make my decision then and there. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Going to the death matches. Once again. Nature is healing. Um, yeah. All right. Well, what do we got? Do you want to... Wait. Do you, do, you, do you want to talk any... Have you watched anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, just older stuff. I was older watching stuff. some fucking Mooga, you know? I mean, you, you, were, you were on your Mooga. Yeah, you know. You're always on your Mooga. Listening though. to my Jesus, my, uh, Jesus lizard and wearing <laughs> my Jesus lizard shirt right now, man, you know? Yeah, oh. okay. Your Jesus, your Jesus and Mary Chain shirt, right? I like both those bands, but um, yeah, Osama Nishimura, just like Honey. Every time he locks in a headlock, just like Honey. Um, okay, well you're on your Muga. We're gonna do your Muga episode one of these days. Um, yeah. All right, I guess the Mean Street Posse. Okay. I'm bringing so, up their Wikipedia profile now because this is the only time we're ever gonna get to talk about the Mean Street Posse, <laughs> right? More or less. This is it. Because I've posed the possibility, what about a Mean Street Posse episode? And it's just like, I mean, there's not really anything. There's not a lot to do. There's not really anything here, man. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing to talk about, but they're so funny. <laughs> so, Rodney's the one with, the, like, the frosted tips. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's, the, he's the bitch. He's the beta cock. The, be- yeah. the beta cock. Excuse me, the beta cock. <laughs> I said it wrong, the beta cock. Rodney, he's uh he's 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 the bitch. He's the bitch of the group in the slick back. And what what was his deal? He was not a he was not a part of the Hardys crew, right? No, no, only Joey Abs was. Okay, and then who's 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 Pete Gas? What's Pete Gas is uh also just some guy? Pete Gas and Rodney were do were friends with uh Shane McMahon in high school. So those guys are legit Shane friends. Yeah. All right, and then and then uh, Joey Abs. Are, uh, is, yeah, better. Uh, 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 better known as uh, fucking of uh, you know Venom. Jason Art Venom, who is an Omega guy. From, okay. Uh, and he's like the workhorse of the group, in effect, because he's right confident, and he's the one with like facial hair. Uh, Peak ass is the one. With dark hair, who looks like an anime? He looks like the fucking. He looks like some speed racer shit. He does have sort of a um, a face like a. He looks. Like, he looks kind of like the Slim Jim guy. Is that right? Yeah. Um. All right. I'm trying to figure out which one's which, and I, I guess I kind of always thought where champagne never factors into this, right? No, it doesn't. For some reason, I always thought like there's uh, there's like an, is there another Omega guy who's around at any point here? I mean, Champagne was part of the Dubs, so... That's what it was, okay. Yeah, there's... So these guys are floating around, yeah. Um, okay. So, they come in purely as... When Shane sort of wins the European title, is that right? Um, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, he he's, he's feuding with X-Pac, and I think that's sort of when they debut as the Main Street Posse. Oh, he's feuding with Test, actually. It's, so it's a little later than that, I think. Um, 
And then, yeah, they're just kind of bouncing around after that. After Shane turns babyface and he starts, like, he's the Rock's manager. Or he's, he's Big Show's manager in the four-way, right? Yeah. Okay. He's not really babyface or heel. He's just kind of floating around. But the Mean Street Posse kind of split off from him and they just don't have anything to do. It's like it's like a weird thing where they float around and they're Shane's goons and they're part of, like, the corporation, right? Um... But they don't have anything to really do except for test beats them up sometimes. <laughs> and I, I guess that's enough for a while. But then, you know, this is sort of after that, they, it says they're a part of a tag team battle royal for the number one contendership for the tag team championship at Armageddon 99 and uh, failed to win and were the first team eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a funny note. Yeah, they're just nothing. They just suck ass. Um, but I, in my head, they were always like badass dudes. Like I, I, I feel like they're, and I think what the thing about them being badass dudes is they're not. But what I in my head was them being badass is everything that we're going to talk about here, where they hit each other with like gimmick glass. Yeah, because they just smash fucking bottles over each other. And in this this segment, this next segment is this this is the one, right? What are we at here? Um, this, this is, is the, this is raw this is the, March sixth. Yeah. Okay. This is the hotel room, right? Indeed, indeed. Okay, so they got Tim White. the The Mean Street Posse are in a hotel hallway with Tim White. Tim White's wearing like, uh, like a t shirt, like a white t shirt. They're making him put on his referee shirt. That is part of it. That you, that has to be your officially recognized referee. So is... they have to have the shirt on. Otherwise, how can uh, fucking like your opponent? How can Crash Holly say, "Well, then, no, that was a fair thing." And you know, you know, the WWF is a lawless land where they've allowed. This, this I mean, at this point, to uh, institute this rule for the title, but god damn it, there's still some principle involved here. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you got to wear the shirt to do the count. That's what they always say, right? I don't know. It's very strange. I and that plays a role in the next couple of these too, where it's like the referee doesn't have a sh- like you. It's I've never seen a referee. I've never seen so many matches in a row where I watched the referee put his shirt, put his referee shirt on in the match. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Um, uh, yeah, there's uh, Tim White is here, and uh, they're at the. I guess it's Crash Holly's hotel room. With yeah. the, like a room service like walk in cart and Rodney uh knocks on the door and does like a high pitched voice and maybe a little bit of an accent <laughs> and says a room service. Yeah. And uh yeah, they he opens the door and they just sort of attack Crash on this big king size bed here. Um Crash is wearing an adorable little like bathrobe that's got like ducks on it or something. Yeah. He looks great. Crash is so funny. Crash is so good in this gimmick. Absolutely. You know, just a man-child who's, like, tougher than he should be, but he's also, like, um, crafty and, and, you know, he's, he's so good at the escape, and that's kind of the whole deal here. That's, like, the reason this works is because he, um, is able to sell the, uh, the, the Roadrunner sort of aspect of this. You know, yeah, um, or the Tom and Jerry, maybe I'm not really sure what. Yeah, because the, the... there are a, big, a bunch of big dummies, and he's 
small guy who's bitten off more than he can chew. He's brave. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, Tom and Jerry, and or, I mean, yeah, they both make sense. Um, a lot of cartoons with this, <laughs> you know, this is a cartoon, and this is basically, and you could you could compare it to other cartoons, and you say, hey, it's like that other cartoon, because it's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, this, uh, this in my head, I guess, is like what stuck with me, is because um, they pull each other over and over, off of Crash. Crash is on the bed being pinned by one member of the posse after another. And then yeah. somebody pulls him off and they go for a pin. And Tim White's like making the count on like the headboard or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like a mess. And then uh, uh, Joey Abs, I believe it is, breaks a small plot, uh, potted plant over Rodney's head. Um, as he goes for cover and then, uh, and then Joey goes for cover and then Rodney or maybe it's Pete, uh, grabs a big, a big lamp yeah, <laughs> and shatters a big like ceramic lamp over his head and there's like no visible color. I have to wonder if it was all gimmick, but it looked fucking nice. It's it, it, visually it's great. It, if it's a, if it's gimmicked, I mean, who gives a shit? A like, big when... lamp. A lamp is a crazy weapon. <laughs> Yeah, I've been like looking around my fucking house for shit to like bring to that because I'm going to that show and that that Ian Rotten versus John Wayne Murdoch match. That's fra- that's fa- it's explicitly fans bring the weapons. So we're gonna put I'm gonna bring the old the 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 um, the high chair and I'm gonna put skewers or fucking thumbtacks or something on it. I don't know. Um, and you know do the whole thing. But then you know I, I look I look at this and it's like what about a big lamp. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah. something ceramic? I think I probably have some ceramic shit. I could. I got a humidifier. I think I might bring this humidifier that I got over here and just bring. I mean, weapons are funny. You got to get funny with so it. They're so fucking funny. If you just if you everything you can everything that can fit in the fucking back seat. Yeah, I could take. I'm gonna. I, that's the thing is, I am gonna take the the car seats out for this. You got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. Um. Yeah. So they uh, uh crash runs away. Um, there's a bunch of fucking ceramic all over his bed now. It's crazy. The way that breaks is fucking crazy. Like, that's a hell of a clip. That's such a, such a good thing. There's so much good Mean Street Posse in this, in this series of matches. Um, and where they fight, they end up fighting each other, you know? And it's so funny. And I think this is sort of the peak Mean Street Posse. Yeah, Um, to be sure. Because they, they had been, you know, uh, they've been around for like a year. They've been around since Shane's, like, rise around Mania 15, I think. Yeah. And they just kind of float around. And by this point, you know, yeah, let's hit each other with lamps and shit, you know. <laughs> like, what else is there left to do? We're all going to get cut. Like, we're all clearly going to be fired or sent to OVW within six months of this, you know. <laughs> like, let's yeah. hit each other with potted plants in a fucking hotel room. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, all right. So I scrubbed past an Edge and Saturn or Edge and Christian versus Saturn and Malenko match that looked cool. Um, fine ass Terry running around looking good, uh, but it it was yeah. almost it was like five a.m. So I didn't watch that. <laughs> um, then it's then Viscera. Viscero, big Vis, big walking down the hall. He's pound, he's pounding his chest and saying, "I'm going to show you who's hardcore. I'm hardcore. I'm hardcore. I'm going to show you who's hardcore." And I was just like, "It's like Viscero really like trying to just psych himself up. He's like huge. <laughs> he's <laughs> like ner- is times he the size of goddamn crap? Is he oh. nervous? Like, uh, and it is sort of a classic matchup, right? Battle of the super heavyweights. 
Absolutely. Um, was there ever anything to the super heavyweight gimmick? It wasn't really a gimmick, right? It was just a joke of like Trash being the smallest guy on the roster, basically. And he had a scale, and he said he was 400 pounds. Yeah. And, and it wasn't a gimmick, it was just a joke. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a gimmick in that he, like, it helped him get over. But he doesn't have a gimmick. There's no gimmick here. No, he's just Crash Holly. <laughs> he's just Crash, okay. <laughs> he has a scale. I mean, the scale is cool, and he hits people with it sometimes, that's cool. Yeah. Um, this looks amazing. I just gotta say, what an outfit. Oh, absolutely. The fucking, I mean, I know he he does this. His, like, nightgown or whatever the fuck he's wearing in, like, 2005 or whatever that is. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Daddy he's, like, v. he's got, like, the corset and shit? Is it, I don't know. He goes through a few phases. He's got some, some silk shit going on. He's a guy, I don't know, Maple's a guy from my childhood, you know? Like, the yeah. men on a mission were getting over when I was, like, first getting really into wrestling. And I remember Mabel heel. I remember King Mabel. I remember his heel turn. We, like, I remember we, we watched that pay-per-view, I think, when it, like, live as it happened. Um, yeah. The, when Mabel won and then, you know, challenged Diesel at SummerSlam or something. Like, <laughs> insane fucking idea that they had. Um that didn't work, but you watch the but match. Like, you watch the match, and it's pretty good. <laughs> also, I mean, look at this fucking guy. This dude is like, if you could get him over, that'd be incredible because he's one of the biggest. He's like one of the most incredible fucking freaks you'll ever see. He is great. You like, uh, you like, uh, what's his name? Um, Big Daddy Voodoo was his name in uh, yeah. in all Japan in like 2010. Yeah, when he was in the Voodoo Murders. The Voodoo Murders with Taru um, who we've decided to rehabilitate and uncancel. <laughs> um, no, quest- fucking, no questions asked. Him fucking like having matches with Akabono where they're like, these are two inhuman men. So yes. We're, yes. They're both like the size of of fucking power forwards and also 550 to 600 pounds. They're like, so like, yeah, what if John Tenta or like even Yoko in his like prime days, but like six inches taller? Yeah, like Mabel, Nelson Frazier Jr., right? Isn't that his name? Nelson Frazier? Nelson Frazier, yeah. Yeah. Um, freak athlete, uh, you know, he, what did he die in 2011 or something? Let's look this up. Um, cause uh, it was like 2015 or 2016. Was it that late? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. 2014. Because we might never really get to talk about him again. Um, but he is, uh, oh God, that picture of him, Visser in 2005, and he's got the velvet brown with the white, uh, contacts. Yeah. <laughs> what a freak, man. What a fucking freak. Um, yeah, fucking main evented SummerSlam challenging, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I mean, uh, that's like a moo-moo I would describe that as. But, like, him with yeah. the tattoos and the suspenders, that's an incredibly raw look. Yeah, no, it's a Medea look, for sure. Um, he's looking good, though, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he died in, uh, what, 2000, February 2014, heart attack, yeah. just four days after his 43rd birthday. That's very sad. Um, he wrestled as late as 2011 in the um in in all japan at t- teaming in the uh it looks like the real world tag league with joe doring 
um, and held the All-Asia Tag Title with Taru in 2011 as a member of the Voodoo Murders, Big Daddy Voodoo, Big Daddy, Big Daddy V. Um, he yeah. wrestled in, like, Inoki Genome and shit and was around, you know. Um, but that- Him versus fucking uh, Blue Demon Jr. in <laughs> Monterey in July 2013. That's oh, insane. What? Is that on tape? No, no way. That was on um, pay-per-view, so it might be, man. All right, well, you get on that. Um, yeah, that, I'll tell you what. That All Japan run, that late All Japan run where he's got the tag titles with Taru and yeah. Joe Doring is there, the Voodoo Murders run there. Um, I watched a lot of that. I was really into that. Like, I don't know why. The Masayuki Kono epi- like era and like say a Sonata era. Of, <laughs> yeah. You know, before Sonata was like what he is now. Like, I liked that All Japan run, Suwama and, like, Masafunaki, you know? I watched yeah. all that shit. I love that shit. And uh, Big Daddy Voodoo is great, and he was great up to then. And he's great here. Um, he that's, just... that's my pitch for Mabel. I like Mabel a lot. He's a big Mabel part of my show. Ch- and yeah, and dude... Men on a Mission was a cool tag team. Yeah. I like that. And I like that they got over because the guy rapped for Vince in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the like the truth, right? That's what they always said? Yeah. Is that he courted him in an elevator and rapped for him, and Vince was like, goddamn pal, and so on and so forth. Right? Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, Oscar. And then that was how it happened, and that's how it happens. That's how fucking... That's, the, the term elevator pitch literally is why Viscera existed, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> without that, he never gets, you know, and so on and so forth. It's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking crazy um alright Viscera um there's a hardcore title graphic I like that where the thing it smashes down on it yeah it's very killer it's instinct great. looking yeah. like Mortal yeah. Kombat kind of um uh, uh yeah the, so I don't know these matches are all whatever I these are not really matches um Viscera kind of throws them out. They go to the boards of the hockey arena, uh, and you'll see that. Do you know where this is at? Do you have this a... is in Springfield, Massachusetts? Springfield, Massachusetts. So, what is that? A, that's not a main. That's not the Bruins playing. At this. No, okay. That's, I mean, that's an oh, NHL team. Is this the Bruins feeder league or whatever playing at this place? Uh, I mean, I think it's a trip. Uh, Springfield. <sighs> I think it was Springfield Bruins, yeah. You don't well, the, uh, the see. AAA you don't know. You, you know. You you don't know your minor league hockey as well. As oh, that. I fucking do. Baby. <laughs> How dare you? You're so good at this. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I I thought hockey might be a blind spot. I wasn't sure. Um, no, no, I no, absolutely all, not. All absolutely the not. Fucking, there are so many of these venues, especially the Northeast. I, you are you 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 know the Northeast. Yeah, there are so many of these venues because I think it's more honestly part just because. A, they're allowed to go to the fucking crowd. B, well, and they run these places all the time, right? This, they, yeah. they probably ran this building three times a year, right? Yeah. A, they're allowed to go in the fucking crowd. B, the set, the stage is not so fucking gigantic and, like, oppressively large. But see, it's just like... Is see, this, is the a, they... this is a raw, right? So there's... I don't know, I... The, 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 they have a bigger stage than the SmackDown stage, but 
The SmackDown stage is kind of weird. It, it, I, we didn't talk about that, but that whole, that whole like who, the, the ovals, you know. Yeah. And so and this is the, a weird uh, era for this, where they hadn't like form. And then, then once we get to the fist, it's like it's, fist. The, the fist is insane. <laughs> I don't, the fist is incredible. We gotta save yeah. the fist for some other time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just play the, the fuck. We'll just play the Daniel Bryan uh, talking about fisting. Yeah, to sure, fucking sure. Renee, because it is still insanely fun. That that fucking guy. Yeah, what, he, he would have been a great never, art champion. We never talk about him really. Um, we'll find a reason. We'll find a way. Yeah. So they end up, I guess, in uh, there's a dirty mop that gets used. There's like a <laughs> dust, dustpan and broom. Viscera is yelling like, "Come here, boy!" Like he's doing like a whole thing. He's like yeah. he's living it up. He's having a fun time. Uh, Viscera is like a big personality. Opponent. Well, at this point, Viscera. This is also post Ministry, so the Ministry, like again, like we talked about with the like, Viscera has nowhere to go really. He's just kind of floating around as like, I don't know, a guy wearing leather who like loves Satan and is maybe like horny, but it like they don't get into horny Viscera yet. Yeah, is friends with Midian? Question mark. But but, and Midian is you know a nudist, so he's. That's not to say he is horny. Like I don't want to say that. Not every nu- not every nudist is like a horny. Like some people. You know what I will say, Bob. Every motherfucker who wears a fanny pack is horny. That's probably true. That's probably that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, the yeah. I I think the viscera character here, the the horniness is implied. Um, he's he does seem like a freak though it's weird it's a really weird guy who just kind of does float around for a while before before they do literally make him like a scary like sexual predator character later on kind of is that kind of what his character is I mean, later he on fox it's like it's basically the same gimmick as sexual chocolate but not as like taking doesn't take advantage yeah, of the fact that like mark like mark henry and barry white like kind of look like alike well nelson frazier and barry white do not look alike no nelson frazier looks like a demon and that's why vester yeah. is a good character mark henry was like sensual he was like that's the thing he was sincere and like uh kind he was a fuck yeah that's the whole deal that's why it works with him and may because you believe it because he's so fucking sincere he's one of the great Great fucking promo and, like, uh, skit actors in wrestling history, Mark Henry. You always, yeah. like, kind of believe him because he knows how campy to go and how goofy to be and how sincere to be. Mark Henry's the fucking man. Uh, watch him in May at any point in these. Yeah. <laughs> you could you scrub backwards a little bit on this fucking segment, and you can watch, like, Mark Henry and May Young getting an ultrasound. <laughs> Probably. I'm not sure, but I'm sure you can see it. And I bet you Mark Henry gives a fucking Oscar performance in those scenes. Because <laughs> he's a goddamn professional and one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, Alright, so they're outside or something. They're, uh, Crash can take a fucking beating, though. He he, he gets slid down this table. Um, like uh, this long banquet sort of table. Um, yeah. Like a, like a sort of an old western... Like a guy getting slid down the bar of a saloon. Yeah. Yeah, like in an episode of Maverick. 
Yeah, which is always a, which is a fun spot. They've done variations on that already, but it's really easy to do though. It's, a, it's, it's a, fun. Yeah, it's you fucking just, cool. Yeah. Too. Then they get to the thing here. This is the APA office, and this is very interesting. The freestanding door, right? The freestanding fucking door. All right, and so we're gonna establish the rules of this <laughs> because there is a dogville sort of. Uh, <laughs> uh okay all right first of all viscera uh like almost off camera sort of smashes crashes head smashes crashes crashes smashes crashes head in the door um the acolytes don't seem to notice that um they go off into some like banquet area and crash gets scoop slammed onto some like stiff table um and then he comes back with, like, again, I think he kicks Viscera in the balls twice and then chair shots him uh, a couple times. And then Viscera falls through the Acolyte door um, onto their table, yeah. which kind of, like, um, like in video game terminology, kind of finally aggros the Acolytes. <laughs> Yeah, because they were just kind of like not paying any attention until no, no, then. They don't. Get, they don't give a shit. Yeah, it entered the enemy's line of sight, and then they were like attacking, and all of a sudden, like Farouk destroys a two by four over Viscera's head. This one looked really heinous, but again, it's I, a fucking APA man. I have to assume it does, bud. I have to assume these. Some of these props are gimmick, but yeah. this one looks fucking horrifying. <laughs> and Visser goes down and Crash gets the pin um, and retains the title. And then he stands up and Bradshaw clotheslines him from hell. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I <laughs> neither of them seem to care or know about the 24-7 thing, and they just go back to like talking about poker. Um, yeah, like, it's like they, they both... It's like, one of them says that uh, I had two aces. I had four aces. Damn, I don't know what happened there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they play. Yeah, that's uh, they got. They play with the jokers in the for sure. Uh, it's so silly. It's 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 a ton of fun. The door is very funny. The idea it's that like so if you don't if you if you fight around the door they don't they don't know you, but if you come through the door, like you've entered the fiction of their room (laughs) their office is the door yeah if you if you like breeze past them without going through the door you are not breezing past them but if you've gone through the door then they will know like it's just yeah dogville Lars von Trier um yeah uh there's after this I there was a clip of Bubba Dudley giving Mae Young a fucking superpower bomb through a table you know this is like in the heat of all that shit we're like, yeah. we're in the thick of it. Um, all right. Smackdown um, from the day after, but aired March 9th. We got Crash Holly versus Albert. But first, we rejoin the Mean Street Posse and their uh, calamitous adventures at a laundromat in Boston. So Rodney has established in his mind, that this is his. And it immediately, it's like, sure! It's, it's his turn, yeah. And he fucking winks, and it's like, yeah. And they've got, they've got a, alright, so first of all, I want to say, um, there's a pattern here that's already been established where 
there's a Triple H promo basically at the beginning of each episode of SmackDown, and and yeah, then yeah. and then um, they go to commercial, and immediately after we we are joined by the Mean Street Posse trying to get Crash Holly. It's been like three episodes of TV in a row now. Yeah, you gotta. You, this is the honey for the fucking medicine that is Honor. Yeah, yeah, and this is you know this stuff writes itself. You know, this is like this is the easiest way to do it. You do the A plot, and then you cut to a little Mean Street Posse, and then you cut to. I don't know, Kurt Angle or whatever. It's easy yeah. to write this shit. You book this shit in your fucking, uh, your, uh, your TEW or EWR or whatever. It's easy to do. Um, this laundromat is kind of nice. I gotta tell oh, you, it's, it's kind like, of a sick setup. It's like brick and it like seemed like a, it's like a fancy laundromat. Like this is where the, like this is, this is the oldest laundromat in Boston or at least in this it, neighborhood. It looks like fucking, it has the same setup as like, the fucking bar and cheers, basically, where you're going down the stairs and in, which is really cool. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's this is definitely like the yeah they these guys all know each other's names. Um, it's definitely like uh, there's Cumstain Larry. There's Cumstain Larry and there's shit talking Joe and he lost his teeth in 1995 and we don't talk about what happened that night. And so that guy over there, that's Prince Albert, and he's been yeah. coming here for a long time. Can't get those. Can't get the deodorant out, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and don't put the quarters in that one because you won't get them back. You know they don't. It yeah. doesn't, the coin return does not. Um, uh, you ever you you spent time in laundromats? When I was younger, when I was younger, yeah, uh, me too. They're fucking hot as shit. They're wild. I used to. Um, I've had a lot of times where I would like I would dr- I, where I would drive like two blocks over where I could like I could have walked it, but I had a car in like Houston. Yeah. Um, and I would drive it a couple blocks over because it would be cheaper than doing it on site, and I wouldn't have to do it on site and encounter my neighbors. So I'd drive yeah. to the laundromat, and I'd do it, and I'd sit in my car, um, and I would just smoke weed, and I would, like, watch. <laughs> I would, like, literally, this is, like, 2010, 2011. I, I was in a big, like, uh, I would, like, watch 89 MSG like you know, yeah. like you know, like <laughs> savage title. I was like in a, it was a weird phase. Um, and then I had a scare with a police officer, and I stopped smoking weed in the parking lot of uh, Houston la- laundromats. Houston laundromats. <laughs> yeah. And then luckily, I moved into a place uh, not long after that that had uh, on-site laundry that I didn't mind so bad. Um, anyways, laundromats. Uh, I never got in a fight with one. Um, Rodney insists that the other two do stay out of his way, and he does offer to buy Teddy Long a steak dinner um, if he counts the three, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's truly one of the fanciest laundromat- laundromats I've ever seen. Um, they find uh, Crash in the back, and it starts with Crash with like a fistful of like fabric softener, pebble pebbles, or like powder yeah and he throws it into rodney's face like i just (laughs) i just had to assume that was like one of those things like the thing that you throw in at the end you know one of those weird powders yeah um that are now built into every detergent and you don't need any of that anymore um yeah i still use dryer sheets oh no dryer sheets are essential of course yeah um yeah yeah i i yeah no you have to do that um Although I do buy the fucking great value brand, so yeah, you know, <laughs> I love that great value. I love that Sam's Choice. Um, yeah, um, the uh, the the 
there's a there's a part here where uh he covers Rodney I think no Rodney grabs a bottle of liquid detergent and is pouring it on somebody there is liquid detergent like on the ground everywhere you know yeah um blue the new blue cheer Lawler says which yeah. I don't know if that's product placement or what um, and then pretty quickly, everybody's slipping around, including Teddy. I don't know if you noticed Teddy Long is, like, slipping and looks like he he's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Teddy Long is, like, a manager and, like, an authority figure. He is one of the worst refs. He's not a good uh, – well, I don't know. I've, I, I've heard people say that. I don't know if I, I – I haven't watched enough. He just I haven't... doesn't have presence as a ref, unfortunately. Yeah, part, he, maybe it's just because you know – oh, He wants to be – yeah, he wants to be talking. He wants to be, uh, yeah, I say him play a player. But I've seen him. I've seen him blow counts and shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's Gangrel a weird. Gangrel X Pocket uh, Royal Rumble '99. He like is not good in that match. Oh, that famous match. That always stands out for some goddamn reason. Everybody knows that match. You're... Hey, I fucked him. <laughs> and who have we fucked to talk about on this episode? That's... Gangrel. Yeah. No, but it's a, that, I love that you can pull that one. Yeah. yeah Ted, I don't know. Teddy Long's a weird guy. Uh, yeah, he's he he will inevitably be talked about many times, uh, but he yeah he's here and he's slipping around and he looks very funny. <laughs> All this is very funny. Um, Crash gets away. It's a good bit. The big guys. Oh, the... uh, did you see him uh, pull his uh, fucking bathrobe out of the dryer? No. Okay. Was it? It's the same bathrobe. The same bathrobe. Great. I love it. I'm not Great. sure he even gets the fucking title, but he does bring does make sure he bring. Keep his bathrobe. Which... I'm I'm pretty Great. sure he leaves the title in the mall in the headbanger segment. We'll talk about them. <laughs> I think he just trusts like Teddy to take care. Yeah, of Yeah, Teddy'll grab it. Teddy's a pro. He might not be good at making the count, but he'll grab the fucking gold for you. You know, and that's what makes yeah. that's why you keep Teddy around. Um, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, Teddy's an enforcer. Yeah, Crash. Yeah. Um, all right, so we skip. Um, an hour ahead, and we get a proper hardcore title match in this episode. Crash versus Prince Albert. Um, do you remember the Crash, the the Holly music, the Holly Cousins music? Do you remember this music playing in the commercials of, like, Spike TV ads? Yes. This was, like, this a public like domain music. Mo- this is so fucking... This I and the Hardy theme, maybe? Yeah. This one definitely, though. Like, I... I yeah, this, why, this was the one. The dun, ho- the Holly theme was the one for sure. It just fit. I guess it just kind of fit the aesthetic of so many commercials back then, though. You know, because yeah, like it's it, it's like out of the way, but it it's still like it's like it's effective. Well, that's kind of the deal with like. A lot of the fl- like the flavor of like the late '90s and like uh, the early early 2000s, like it's just like just a very simple vibe of like, oh yeah, and you know, and then we just take it on from there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got here? It's him and Albert, right? Yeah. What ha- What happens here? Okay, so we open. Uh, Crash is introduced first, and he comes off the scale, and he decides. I got an idea. He puts the title belt on the scale. And Albert comes in and he's like, huh, I wonder what this is about. Oh, yeah, okay. And he ambushes him. 
Like he lures them out, which you know he kind of hides stuff. behind the big ovals. Those he big ovals. Behind the big ovals. Yeah, he's hiding behind the stage. That's an all right set. I kind of like that set. Yeah, that's it's a very good. like ninety nine on UPN kind of looking set though. You For know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Crash versus a bigger guy. I think this this doesn't work as well as the test match. Ironically, test is teaming with Albert weeks later, right? Like, TNA hasn't started at this point, but it starts very soon after. Yeah. Like, it's like two weeks after this. Trish it, debuts? When does Trish even. come in? Um, That's a good question. I don't know if it's on my head. That's like, right. Right? Because she's there at Mania and, and Albert and Tess are teaming. Yeah. But there's no Trish here, and Albert's in all of these segments running around like a fucking doofus. Like... <laughs> Looking like shit in every one of these segments. <laughs> um, as far as I can tell, okay, you yeah. You have a date on Trish? I don't think on Trish, really, but I do have on uh, the fucking, that they are still teaming uh, Albert of the Boss Man, so. Oh, they right, to yeah. They turn test heel. And put Albert with him. They didn't really turn him heel, though, right? And then, I mean, this doesn't... They just were like, all right, they're a team now. Like, I don't know. Some, yeah. of, this, some of this stuff is kind of lazy, obviously. It's a huge roster, so it's like, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Albert's... I, I mean, Albert, obviously... I mean, I'm sure he'll come up at some point later on, but is um, Giant Bernard is very good, right? Yeah. You like that run? I do like that run. I like. I think he's. I think the A Train run is good. The A Train run is kind of good, and I like. I like him and Brodus as like a B team or a C, a, C, a C show sort of team. Yeah. Um. Uh. Even you know there, but yeah, the A Train run also with with like he's him and Benoit is like a kind of a one of those like almost legendary TV matches where it was like, uh, oh shit, Albert. Like where even the Smarks were like. Oh, what about yeah. Albert? Like he might be something. Yeah. Um. For the, that was like the first time I remember people being like down with Albert online on like on like uh on, on like a Death Valley driver. People were like, oh, A Train. Yeah, maybe he could be like his uh you know him and Lesnar type of sort of you know like they didn't people didn't value that like they do now. That, no. That big guy who can move and has like a weird presence. Yeah, because now it's just like a big guy who can move is just like fucking Keith Lee. And you're like, I've had enough of this guy already. Yeah, you compare Albert to Keith Lee, like there's no, like there, like Keith, yeah. It's, I mean, look, I like Keith Lee. I do, I mean, I like Keith Lee more than a lot of people at this point. I, I haven't been watching Keith Lee in the WWE, so maybe it, he's lost all of that. But I was a big fan of Keith Lee before he signed. Um but no, Albert, you know, and Lord Tenzai is weird also, you know, that's a that's a yeah. weird failure that then goes into the Broda stuff, but weird career. Um kind of floated around in different places. And then he's like teaming with Carl Anderson and has like an endless feud with Nagata and uh Wat- Wataro in no way. Wataro in a way, yeah. And they have yeah. like they have like a hundred matches over the course of three years or some shit. They have a ton of fucking matches. <laughs> yeah. There's a ton of... They're uh, all good, though. I mean, that's... A... A, it feels like there's a ton of bad intentions uh, versus uh, Naito and Yujiro. 
Bad Intentions. That's the name of that team. Yes. Yeah. Carl, Carl Anderson from the Good Old Boys or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> the, the fucking The Good know. Brothers. Yeah. Um, it, it's him with a much better, much better than Luke Gallows, uh, in my opinion. Giant Bernard and yeah, and then you know G One Climaxes where he was really good. Multiple. I believe that he's the only American who has who ha- challenged for both. For all three of the IWGP, the GHC, and Triple Crown. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. He didn't fucking win any of them. <laughs> yeah, but he floated around. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good career. Albert had a good career. Is he still employed as, like, a trainer for... Yeah. Uh, yeah? He's, he's out of he, the Performance Center. He's in Florida. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Good for him. All right. Well, do there's you want to do the opening your, to the there's uh, your Al- theme? There's your... <laughs> there's your albert segment and um yeah um if i get if i get and a no contest after everybody just starts running in yeah this is a this is a kind of a in all these segments are uh kind of a mess and then you know (laughs) such a low quality file (laughs) It's real dog cheese. <laughs> also, it, start, it started joined in progress because I had listened to part of it recently. It's <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Well, you know, a good bit is always a good bit. doesn't matter if yeah. you've done it uh, just a couple episodes ago. It doesn't matter. Um, all right. Yeah, th- this is uh, this is sort of peak back hair also, I just want to say oh, for yeah. Albert. And I mean, I'll- this is one they would not let him wear a shirt. Yeah, so I like a nice hairy man as much as the next, uh, you know, uh, person. Uh, (laughs) Normal person like myself. Yeah, just a normal person like myself. Um, But this guy, I mean, this is just over the line, and it's clearly like, you know, they're clearly like doing, they're like, they're like gimmicking this somehow. They're like making it thicker. So like, I, I feel like he's like being made to dye it black maybe to make it thicker. Yeah, or just the instruction of just like just don't fucking, or yeah. maybe they are just straight fucking rogaining it. I think, know? I think they're, I, if they're not, if they're not rogaining it, I bet they're dying it to make it look thicker. Cause it is insane. I've, I mean, I've seen hairy men in my time and, but I've never seen, like, I've never seen a back like that, really. I mean, I don't know. I have and I haven't. But not in a fucking, not on, like, an athletic, like, tough, like, that's the thing is, like, Albert's, like, a guy who, he would have shaved his back because he's a fucking built dude. Like, these guys yeah. shave their fucking backs. Like, that's I mean, what you do. I mean, also, like, the fact is, is that, like, this is a dude who is a professional fucking athlete. He sweats like a motherfucker. Yeah, you'd that... shave your fucking back. You would do. You get yourself waxed. It's the nineties, yeah. or well, it's two thousand. But it's basically still the nineties. It's like, even more the nineties. It's the most the thousand. The year two thousand is the most the nineties ever got. That's how Absolutely. every decade works, of course. Um, we know that. We've never talked about that, but that's a known fact. No, it's just me true. I mean, yeah. the twenty tens were bullshit, so that's why twenty twenty had to be the most bullshit year. That's exactly Think right. Think about it. That's right. It's the culmination. Every every beginning of every decade is just the culmination of the last. Um so the um Alright. What this this match isn't really a match. There's a... They, they, there's uh it's crash fighting again underneath a uh, monster type of character, which, which works inherently, but there's not really any meat to this, but it's still just like, okay, crash is funny. And the guy does a funny thing to him and he puts him in like a laundry bin on wheels and he rolls him into a hockey goal. 
That's great, um, yeah. Which is cool. But, you know, again, it's one of these because the, the, the Mean Street Posse come in and Albert is here and he's, like, fighting with uh, Joey Gass or Pete Abs or whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. Uh, and then Rodney and Crash run off in another direction. Um, Albert and the Mean Street Posse, the other two of the Mean Street Posse, end up in the ring in the building, I guess, yeah. to pop the crowd. Um, and Albert beats them up and hits his big inverted TKO on uh, Joey Abs, I believe it is. Um, and then there's no match, and there's no match. And then they, so the commentators sort of allude to the possibility that Rodney and Crash could continue their match when they ran off, you know, elsewhere. <laughs> but then I skipped through. There's no more of it on the file, so it's no, just like, no. all right, I guess that's it. <laughs> Which is very funny, but it's also like I don't know. It's very strange. It's such a it, it's such a non sequitur. Like a just here's a brief aside. Like on this, they're, is... they're working the kinks out on this booking. Yeah. Well, but it's it's also like uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's serialized storytelling, right? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> kind of they make movies. They make we're making movies. Like hey, but it, I mean that's the thing, and that's especially the thing with with this expanded television. Uh, uh, you know, they have they have more more hours per week to do. They got heat here too, and they're you better believe you're they're doing a little bit of shit on heat. And Cause, yeah, because heat was still. He was not in fucking syndication. He was like a significant thing. Yeah, and then and then you know, I, and then the syndication shows. I bet they're trying a lot of shit out on there. You know, I bet if we look at whatever they fucking taped before uh, SmackDown or Raw, whatever jacked they taped, it was some weird, cool shit. You know, because yeah. it's a weird roster and they're doing stuff. You know, um, and they got like six titles. They got the light heavyweight title floating around, and they got the European title. And it's all a mess. Um, it's a weird time. Yeah, uh, it's a very, very deep roster, and that's kind of you know that's why we get to talk about the headbangers here in a minute. But uh, first, we go to the next week on Raw, right? Yeah, we're at the Newark Airport, and we have our first fucking twenty four seven title change. <laughs> this is a very brief segment, right? This is yeah. Again, this is ten minutes. This is ten minutes into the file, I believe, right? And it's right after the opening promo. No, dude, I have this at, like, um, an, uh, like, basically, uh, and, like, the end of, like, the set, like, the oh, fucking this is third deep. quarter. Oh, this is deep into the yeah, show. Yeah, this is okay. the second Okay, this is hour. a different one. Okay. Definitely. Okay, I, I don't know what this followed. Um, yeah, I didn't actually, I must have, I must have skipped right to it then, because I don't have any, like, uh, pre- Goofy bullshit. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I can tell you. Yeah, this is the only segment of the show, um, and it's in the Newark airport, um, which is, I've never flown into Newark. I've flown into LaGuardia and JFK, but I've never flown into Newark. And boy, are your arms tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, once again, the MSP forcing Tim white to put his ref shirt on. And again, he doesn't have it on when he, like, I feel like he's still putting it on right at the beginning of the segment. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Like what? Like, how do they get this far? Where do they first of all? Where do they get Tim White from? Did they wake him up from his hotel and make Absolutely. him come here? <laughs> Tim White doesn't have anything better to do with his goddamn life. Or, or were they all getting off the same plane? Maybe. I mean, I guess that's well, maybe that makes more that makes sense, more sense. But, but I, the idea of like making him get his ref shirt out of the carry on 
and making sure that every ref has like crash institutes the 24 seven rule and Vince says, God damn pal, we'll make sure every ref packs their fucking ref shirt and their carry on so we can make this shit official. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So uh, Albert is also here. Albert wearing red baseball cap, looking extremely Fred Durst. Well, did, what did, you didn't catch? What sports team it was? No, I think it's just a WWF cap. It was a red. It might it, be. It was yeah, the Durst sure. WWF cap. Yeah. Yeah. They they all fight, and there's uh some guy on a ladder. So like random guy and he's like standing on a ladder and he's fixing a light or something and he takes yeah. a bump off the ladder <laughs> that was probably like steve bradley <laughs> I, like, I hope so i hope so because it looked like an old man like i hope it was god yeah. it looks so fun it looks like the fucking dad for pawn stars <laughs> <laughs> i hope it was steve bradley in like spike jones jackass the movie makeup <laughs> yeah. and not the dad from pawn stars yeah. um yeah and he takes the big bump of this segment here <laughs> this guy who is not a wrestler and unnamed um and then uh yeah uh pete gas somehow manages to pin crash holly is it Pete Gas? It's Pete Gas, yeah. And Pete Gas Pete- is Venom from, right? No, no, he's he's uh, Rodney. No, 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 no. Joey Abs is Venom. All right, Pete Gas. All right, it's Pete, Pete Gas doesn't have the stubble and the long hair. Pete Gas is the one who looks really Italian, right? Yeah, he's the one who looks like a guy. He looks like Speed Racer's dad. Yeah. Right. Okay. He looks like Speed. Yeah. Okay. You said that earlier. Okay. He does kind of look like uh, like the Slim Jim guy. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So he and he pins Crash Holly and becomes the sixteenth WWF champion, hardcore champion. Um, and then well, within so, five seconds, uh, yeah. Crash Holly hits him with the fucking scale. With the big so. scale, I guess he checked that scale. <laughs> fucking Crash Holly, because you couldn't carry that on. His his weapon is his fucking scale. You couldn't carry yeah. the scale on. He had to check that, right? I mean, yeah. I don't really know what the that rules are. That just came are. around on the fucking on the conveyor. Uh, the conveyor, yeah. yeah. And, and he's he like, all right. <laughs> hits him with the scale, gets the pin back, and. You're 17th hardcore champion, Crash Holly. And he just runs down the fucking conveyor. He, he kind of like. Just goes into nowhere. Slides down the baggage claim conveyor, dives down through a ramp, through one of those curtains, kind of. Like yeah. into like a, like a Toy Story 2. You seen like you seen Toy Story two? Yeah, yeah like a, even like a Die Hard two esque scenario where he like he's going to evade the Mean Street Posse in a series of swift evasions from one conveyor to another. Um, I think Death Wish five also has some high level conveyor belt driven action sequences. Oh, it does. It does in the factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so good times, Death good Wish times 5. to be had. Conveyors. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're, con- uh, we're conveying. This- we are certainly conveying, if nothing else. And uh, and then we get to fucking. Uh, what is it? what is it? Uh, I don't know it, fuck we are. It's, it's called Funtime USA. Funtime USA in some goddamn place. Mm. I like knowing where these places are. I'm gonna find you. Find out. I'm gonna talk about what happened before this. Um, I guess we'll say this is Crash Holly versus the Headbangers, kind of. <laughs> this is somewhere on Long Island. 
Okay, okay. Fun Time USA, which is like totally the name of a place that would be like near the pier or whatever, near Coney Island or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I scrubbed and ended up a couple minutes early, so there's a tag match here. Did you see this? Uh, I don't think – I'm not sure. I might have seen part of it at least. Right before this segment – Um, oh boy, I can't believe you didn't see this. It was a tag match, and it, I believe it was Taz and Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle and Bob Backlund. Oh, I saw a shirtless Bob. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Bob looks so weird here. It's really weird. I watched a couple minutes of it, and Bob runs away, and Taz chases him through the crowd and chokes him out. And then Jericho and, like, Angle are there, and Benoit comes in, and China's there, and Eddie Guerrero is there. And it's like, and then, and also they cut to Taz and Bob Backlund. And it's just, like, so fucking weird. And 2000 WWF is just fucking crazy. There's, like, yeah. more sta- more stars than you can count on, a ha- on one hand in every sing- single segment. Yeah. And they're all, like, interacting a little bit. Oh, oh. It's the best. Bob Backlund. That like seeing Backlund and boy, dude, yeah. Backlund and Slaughter in the same episode. Like just on the uh, like on the fringes of what we're talking about. They're just over yeah. there doing things as it's just the best. They're like, just hanging out with Kurt Angle for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the equivalent of that today would be. It'd be like if Heidenreich showed up here and there or whatever. <laughs> um it'd be like Scotty Tuhati. You know, popping up. I guess that's kind of what NXT was like here and there for a while. Yeah. Um, back in the old days when it was great. There was an ad here for the, and I remember this specifically, the forty nine ninety five was the cost for the WrestleMania all day long broadcast on pay-per-view. Which I'm not sure exactly what that was. I'm not sure if they like showed truncated versions of each show from like, you know, 10 a.m. or whatever. But I remember seeing that and being like, man, I wish I could get, like, my, you know, mom or dad to order that. But, you know. Um, On its face, it does not seem like a bad deal. Yeah, whatever it was. I mean, $50 for an all-day, you know, and they show the history. Of, I mean, I don't know. When I was if a kid, you know, this is like, if you're like 11 years having, old. Yeah, dude, if you're having some fucking, like, WrestleMania party. Oh, absolutely. Having, like, it's like a fucking Super or, Bowl Sunday of WrestleMania. That if sounds you're sick. Just, if you're just like a little fucking gay 11-year-old and you yeah, want to watch... Yeah, dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't dude, know. I mean, WrestleMania like, all day. Watch, all day. watch those fucking... I would fucking try to see if I could somehow get scrambled fucking pay-per-view in 2000. Yeah, so we didn't sad, we didn't have that man. until it was it was 2001 when we were able to or I guess it was late 2000 when we started to do that. My dad hooked it up, but I guess um we do have WrestleMania. The, oh, the oh, fucked up thing is we do have WrestleMania all day now, and it's bad. It's... And the, the WrestleMania shows last eight hours, and it is basically all day. Um, and it's not necessarily bad, but it is just exhausting. Yeah. But maybe, you know, when we were kids. Maybe if we were kids now and we watched one of those Charlotte maybe... and Becky headlined WrestleMania. So it was just like, oh, cool. This is some shit from like fucking 1992. And you're like, I have no expectations for this except that it exists because it has no effect on my life because it happened eight years before. 
if they're just showing like fucking it's fucking WrestleMania fucking thirty. There's oh, something about the title again, and you're like, hell yeah, my man. When you're a kid too, yeah. When you're a kid and you like you get to watch like uh, a whole like you feel like you're watching all the things that you missed because you were too young. It's the whole thing. Yeah, they should do more of that. That's the thing about Vince like ignoring the past all the time is that he is he is really underestimating the idea of like little kids wanting to know what came before they were here you know which is a whole thing when i was a kid is i wanted to know the history of the thing before it and my daughter constantly wants to know about what happened when she was a baby or whatever you know like it's like a thing you know it's a it's an inherent thing and vince totally discounts that because he thinks because he's uh on cocaine all the time and he can only see time as it is presented directly in front of him and has no concept of anything before or after no his perception is a fuck yeah he's definitely he's definitely not right um we get a we get a a hot little young little little jonathan coachman (laughs) uh right here introducing the 24 segment Twenty four seven segment. He mentions that Crash Holly in, like instituted this new rule. Um, new Bill, rule. Bill Maher, <laughs> yeah, John Coachman, <laughs> Jonathan Coachman, uh, real time. Um, uh, what's with Kane and his uh, weird little voice? Um, new I don't rule. Know. Maybe stop talking with your weird little voice, Kane. <laughs> Maybe then Tori wouldn't leave you. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, that's You're good. Fu- it's so weird how the X-Pac Kane feud also lasted, like, a year. Yeah, no. It felt I, like it lasted I've, at least a I year. I blocked that out of my head as a kid because it was all very uh, cruel. There's a lot of very bad stuff in that feud, and I hate it. Um, it's the worst. That's the worst. Um, all right. Fun Time USA, which uh, I'm going to Google. Um, Crash is there. What's Crash doing at Fun Time? Is he, what is he doing? Is he playing around or is he just I hanging out? I think he's out? playing around. I think he's just having a good time. And, uh, the, and the headbangers have like stalked him to this. It appears like, to be in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn and it was, uh, it might be dead now. Uh, it's closed according to Yelp. Um, and it had a, a very poor, uh, rating. That's, that makes it even more interesting. It's, it's actually been dead for quite a while. It's been dead for a few years. Actually, you know what? People seem to say it was really good. Uh, they mentioned the laser tag, uh, which is mentioned here. They uh, The headbangers show up, and they are not painted up. They are, we- they are not wearing kilts. Are they wearing kilts? Yeah. No, they're not. They're wearing jeans. They're wearing like, jeans or even like jean shorts. They're wearing some shorts, maybe, one of them is. Um, yeah. And there's, so there's no paint, um, and they are a couple of guys who look like if you met them at the arcade, like those are the guys like you stay away from. Yeah, these are just some some Central Jersey dickheads. They look like shit, and I guess <laughs> another kind of true to life. I guess this is in a running theme of guys on this episode, which is why this is running long. We're never going to talk about the headbangers again, so do you have anything to say Here's about the problem. <laughs> we're going to talk about the headbangers at the... But then again, we're going to talk about that match for four hours if we don't talk about these cocksuckers now. Uh, headbangers are cool. It was cool when they came back in 2016. Uh, they are, yeah, they're from South Oh, Jersey. yeah, that was weird. Yeah, they they're are some Jersey Monster Boys, Factory though. guys. 
Uh, and then fucking Frasher leaves or gets fired or whatever, and then Mosh just becomes Chaz, and he teams with D'Lo Brown. And Chaz is that, weird, yeah. Chaz is so weird. Tiger Ali Singh, and of course, but D'Lo Brown is also from fucking Central Jersey. They're all from like Cherry Hill, Camden, fucking like Gloucester County. Is he really? County so that's a, that's a yeah. Jersey team? Is Tiger Ali Singh from Jersey? Tiger Ali Singh's from like Toronto. Oh, right, of course, of course, okay, sure. Tiger Jeet is from Toronto, of course. Um, weird, okay, so that's the Jersey team. Yeah. Which I didn't know that. makes sense, it's a gimmick. They're trash. They, they, they like, they're, they're obsessed with metal, and it's it's 2000, man. You're All right, so I'm sorry. Them. Wait, no, okay, yeah, of course, of course. But, but And by 2000, it's done, but like in 97, when they're like... That like, somehow seems like... A cool gimmick because Marty Jannetty is out here still wearing his rockers gear in WCW. Yeah, that's that's. They a... just had the new. I mean, they just had the fucking new rockers. The, the headbangers are like sort of a fresh idea somehow, which sure. is fucked. Sure, yeah, it's yeah, it's really weird. Um, it just shows you how far behind the culture every bit of wrestling has ever been. Um, but yeah, so I guess. All right, and which one? It's Thrasher or Mosh? It becomes Chaz. Uh, Mosh. Okay, and then Thrasher doesn't do anything? He just kind of falls off the face of the earth. And then after Chaz, Mosh also falls off the face of the earth? Yeah, yeah, post-lowdown. And then they never come back? What do they do after that? Uh, I don't know. They just dick around on the indies. They have have a Ring of Honor run or two. They come back for WWE. No, they don't. Like, free matches. They don't have a Ring of Honor run. They're just, like, some Florida shindy guys. But I don't know. Headbangers are cool. That's they had bizarre. size. They had like these. They could both move. Yeah, I've always been kind of impressed. Whenever I do like happen to see them, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are cool. Like, but I, I they never made an impression on me. Like really, as uh, as a kid or anything. And I don't know. Yeah, weird guys. Weird guys. Uh, Chaz, Chaz Warrington. They, they would have been a cool like. All Japan uh, foreigner tag team. They worked a fucking four days ago. They worked a uh, 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 Florida indie coastal oh. championship wrestling, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Hilarious. Is that them working the fucking uh, Ascension and uh, two other guys? No, I don't. This is oh, them was, versus yeah, no. My, Miami Mike and Vic Arson. I don't think that's them. <laughs> but but uh, but Jamie. I feel ja- like Miami Mike. Buddy. <laughs> I feel like Miami Mike. Jamie Senegal and Marty Veller in the show. So we got that. Hey, there's yeah. some there's some hoage. Couple hot girls on that show. Um, yeah, the headbangers. I don't know. I have nothing to say about the headbangers. Uh, they're good in this segment. Uh, oh, which the is the one of the iconic 24-7 hardcore title segments, I guess, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, uh, and it feels innovative somehow, Yeah, which seems insane, but it does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Crash does stuff in it, you know, they got Hurl, they got uh, Hurl, they got Hurl Hebner, I feel <laughs> like I want to fucking, fucking puke when I uh, want to see this motherfucker, I'm going to goddamn it's... vomit. Hurl Hebner. You know my feelings on the goddamn state of the. <laughs> I'm hawking a loogie right now, fucking thinking about him. Um, yeah, so they, I, you know, they have Earl with them, and I question whether or not he can fucking even count to three. And I understand why they ask uh, Hebner. I, I, you know, he's yeah, hella sus, dumber than a stack of bricks. Fucking <laughs> Earl Hebner sucks. It's ass. really funny that he got like banned for life from WWE for. Uh, we talked about it briefly, but it's so funny. 
for stealing bootleg for selling bootleg merch. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. Cool. I don't even That's, know. I mean, you know who that? You know what that is? Mm. I'm gonna have to invoke an, a character from AIW. That's mm. Dave the Potato. That's some Dave the Potato shit. Yeah, the the analog is it's not quite one to one, but it's not far off either. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a mathematician. It's not quite one to one. But again, I'm not a mathematician, so... <laughs> um, Alright, so what happens here? Uh, the Headbangers, they, 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 they got a crash at a sort of a, a ball toss, sort of, like, sort of a... a ski mach- ball. It's not ski ball. It's, it's not a ski ball. It's sort of a ski ball-esque machine. But it wasn't a ski ball. I looked at it closely. Because <laughs> um, I know a ski ball from a ski ball, and this is not quite a ski ball. This is sort of. But there are balls involved. Um, and Mosh body slams Crash on the shitty carpet floor of the arcade, which is a classic uh, carpet style. Yeah. If I mean, anybody's been to an arcade or a bowling alley, there's a very specific yeah. type of carpet. That only inhabits such establishments. Yeah. <laughs> and you would never see it in literally any other place except for in a fucking bowling alley or an arcade. Um, so he gets slammed on that, and then he, after he's he's probably, you know, the the bacteria he's picked up off of that. Um, he gets up and he manages to get away uh, by throwing in the balls from his whatever his arcade machine was. I swear, it's not a skee-ball machine. It's some, like, bullshit. It's not... It wasn't a classic <laughs> skee-ball, because I love skee-ball. Um, I do too, man. Hell uh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. He throws a bunch of balls at uh, whichever one of those guys it was. Was it Mosh? I think it was... I think it's Mosh. I think it's because, Mosh. Because they split up, and one of them stays with the ref, and the other gets a pin on Crash, but, the, but fucking... Er- Fucking Earl Hebner isn't there because he's on right. the fucking floor, and right. that's when Crash they go down the slide. Going down the fucking cameraman going down the slide following Crash. It's a good slide. It's a, it's one of the best shots in the history of WWE. Yeah, it's like which a is insane, which <laughs> is so stupid, but it kicks so much ass. I was I had a gift uh, picked out for this, and it was uh, one of one of the prior. But then this happened, and this was like. This is like a slide down, like a it's like a Mall of America style, you know. This yeah. Is like a like a three story slide. He slides it's from a gigantic the, fucking slide. I'm pretty sure it's down. It's thirty feet. Like it's like a it's like you know he's like on the third or maybe even fourth story of this mall, and slides down um, this massive tube slide. And yeah, the cameraman follows after him, right? And then there's yeah. also whichever one of the headbangers is with him there up there. Um, slides down after him, you see him momentarily. But before that, Crash emerges from the slide, stands up, immediately gets just destroyed with the trash can. Um, and, uh, it's, it's great. You know, I, it's, it, he goes for the pin and then the other headbanger is coming out of this slide behind him and breaks the pin, which is just like, you know. Settle it amongst yourselves after the. I mean, it's, this is like a classic like three way dance we're doing here. Yeah, it's the headbangers versus you know it's awesome. Um, they snake eyes him on a rail and like whip him with belts, like they beat the shit out of him, and then they go to this sort of uh, this whole segment is just so good. Um, they go to this sort of like test your might thing. Yeah, you know this carnival game where you like, yeah you hit the thing with the fucking the, sledgehammer or the yeah. mallet. 
and then the thing goes up and you try to hit the bell. Ding, you know? Yeah. One of the worst carnival games. It's really silly. The the tension in this is like holding hold it's like when they're trying to get uh grandpa to kill the girls in fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, let's have grandpa do he was the best <laughs> slaughterhouse and he can't fucking do it because he's dead. He's just dying man in a fucking wheelchair. That's like the dramatic tension with the, the headbangers holding crashed it for the one for one to hit the other. Well, they to are gonna him. kill him though. In it's theory, so funny. They've got him on the thing, and they're gonna hit him with the mallet. That would kill Crash Holly. Well, but it's a gimmick mallet, isn't it? I, I mean, I don't know. D- d- <laughs> does the Mall of America or whatever the fuck this is gimmick their mallet for Crash Holly to not get killed by it? I don't. Yeah, but, I mean, do they gimmick like every fucking dumbass who pay, like pays? To... They pr- yeah, they've probably dealt with this before, right? Somebody's put their head on there before. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's the mall. It is just the mall, babe, after man. all. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty violent. They threaten to smash his head with the big mallet, and I was like, wow, that's pretty violence <laughs> yeah um and he escapes and goes into a big ass uh mcdonald's ass play place kind of thing um and then the head being headbangers kind of convene with earl hebner at the entrance of the play place and they tell him to go in there and they formulate their own plan to kind of corner crash in the ball pit um and then hebner goes in and uh I think it's Thrasher is there in the ball pit. Crash climbs the wall, like the netting of the ball pit. Yeah. And delivers like a really nice flying clothesline, sort of a crossbody clothesline uh, on Thrasher into the ball pit, which is, you know. uh, Crash is like fucking, this is like some fucking commando shit. This is like, this is Rambo. He's in his element. He's in his yeah. element, for sure. He's laid the trap. He knows what he's doing. Elroy knows what he's doing. And, you know, he's he's not out for hire, but he's been in these situations before. And he can defend himself if ha- if he has to. He doesn't want to do this, you know? He didn't ask for this title. No. But he's here. I didn't ask for this war. That's what he said. <laughs> they drew first blood, not me. They drew first blood, not me. Yeah, that's exactly what Crash is like. First blood. How good is the fucking Rambo? The music theme? from the from first one. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. I love that Dude, movie. That's the fucking incredible. Yeah, all the sequels are. I mean, I don't know. They have their own merits, but the first, yeah, yeah, first blood. That's a, ma- a different movie. No, no, that's, that's a different. That's a different boy. No, first blood is a masterpiece. We don't have to yeah. talk any. We don't have to say another word about it as long as we both agree. First blood's a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crash is John Rambo. And uh, similar to John Rambo and maybe the sequels, he is on sort of like a mini zipline bar and he flies <laughs> through the air and does like a Hurricane Rana on Mosh. Incredible. Which I think Rambo maybe does in Last Blood. Have it you seen Last Blood? Be- no. It's oh, you should watch. entirely possible that he would do that. You gotta watch the last 15 minutes of Last Blood because it's this like psychotic shootout. And you, have you Stallone seen? Stallone is one of the great auteurs of our of our fucking oh, no, time, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, like no, no irony. Stallone is a genius. Yeah, Stallone yeah. took back control of the Creed movies, and they got better. <laughs> I never, you know, I never saw Creed two. I needed to get around oh, to Creed that. Oh, Creed two is so good. It's I'm great. Sure. It's so I'm good. sure. I love Creed one. Should have been uh, uh, Stallone should have been at least nominated for an Oscar. His best acting performance ever. Um, Creed two is Wood Harris. So that. 
oh, is legitimately Avon. a plus. Avon Varksdale. Give me that all day. One of my favorites. Yeah, um, yeah Zipline, uh, sort of Hurricane Rana, uh, which, again, I th- I'm pretty sure John Rambo did that in one of the movies. Um, and then he runs off with his – he grabs his suitcase and presumably the hardcore title, but I didn't see him grab it. Uh, but he's gone. And, you know – it's this is one of those incredibly like this is like one of those iconic legendary segments of the twenty four seven era where yeah. it's like always like this is on your WWE dot com, you know, like top five moments of the hardcore title, whatever. Um and you know, Lawler's like yelling, Go Elroy and like uh doing like a na 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 like he's doing like uh Adam West Batman music. Lawler is yeah. on commentary. Like he loves it. He's having a time of his life. Yeah, he loves Crash. And then Mosh is like yelling at Hebner and Hel- <laughs> like Hebner's like, Well, what do you want me to do? He ran out of the front door. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like a whole uh whole you know, a whole uh a complete segment with the. Uh, this is not a match, I guess, right? But as but much as anything else, it feels like a match because it's got a, a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, it's quite a segment. Um, this might, I, I think, Crash versus the Headbangers in Fun Time USA. Um, in a mall in Brooklyn, I guess it looks like. I think this might be the pinnacle of the twenty-four-seven. Like, you know fuck around hardcore title stuff because this yeah. is, this is kind of nailing it on all cylinders um alright and then um I guess there was some clips after that of the May and Bubba, Bubba Ray the power bomb for the stage yeah I think that happened the same show as this uh which is a crazy clip um but then we get to Crash versus Hardcore Holly we're in Houston Houston, uh, raw, raw from March 27th. Um, I caught a little bit of Vince being mean to his wife in a backstage <laughs> segment before this. Yeah. Um, but mostly skip past that. Being taller than Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, all right. No this offense is to Michael Cole. That's part of why he was hired. Yeah. To be shorter than Vince. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that's part of the deal. Um, this is a proper match, and I guess, is this the first between these two? I think so, yeah. They have a feud going forward, though, right? Like these Yeah. Have, they I have mean, at they... least one big match together, right? I think so, yeah. And we'll talk about it probably on the show? I mean, yeah. I mean, that feels like one you'd have to talk about. I just can't remember. I, I, I Like, once we get into this 24-7 stuff, it all becomes so fragmented that I can't remember, like... I mean, Crash wins the title back, but I don't think it's, like, a particularly long... Goddamn, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just get there and we'll watch we'll it. We'll get there when we gonna... get there, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll just watch it. I mean, at this point, there's no reason to looking ahead except for to see what else is worth watching. Like, there's no reason to, like, spoil ourselves on what happens or whatever. Um, but, yeah, this is a proper match with entrances where they come to the ring. <laughs> Which yeah. is bigger than the last few things. Um they got a hot start, and uh, Bob hits a sloppy drop kick, and then immediately Taz is in the ring for some reason, and he's got, <laughs> and he's got his own ref. And so we we went we we made it about seven seconds into a real match, and now there's a second ref and a third wrestler, 
And then Viscera shows up with a third referee. referee. (laughs) I don't know. And this immediately is like Crash gets the fuck out and runs backstage where he's greeted by the Mean Street Posse who's there. And they have the referee. They get a ref and they're all breaking glass on each other's back, like on the backs of each other's heads again, two more times. Like this is now a recurring segment where the Mean Street Posse like break gimmicked bottles or like wine glasses or something i'm not really sure what they're breaking on each other but they're doing a glass sound effect if nothing else yeah um and then crash gets away from all of that and then briefly meets some new characters um that we haven't seen in our our little our little time here in this weird little division (laughs) Yeah. As we greet uh, Taka Michinoku and Shofunaki of Kayantai, um, Taka attacks Crash Holly immediately. Funaki steals a referee shirt somehow, puts on the ref shirt. This and- is the first time we've ever seen teamwork. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. They did better than the Mean Street. Plan, dude. Gotta give the Japanese their due, man. Kayantai knew how to be a team. Um, but then again, I guess, I don't know, Taka goes for the pin while while Funaki counts. But I don't, I'm not sure if that would have counted as a... <laughs> I don't know. He had the shirt on. I guess the shirt is what... Yeah, you just got to put the shirt on. You're the ref now. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> all right, Taz breaks it up, and now everyone's out there yelling for Crash. And they all follow him outside the building, and Crash is hiding behind a trash can. <laughs> and he manages to bait everyone out of the building, and then he runs back in the door, which I guess locks from the inside. Yeah. Or automatically locks. It's like one of those security doors. And then, like, Viscera, Kayantai, Hardcore Holly, the Mean Street Posse, and Taz all get locked outside while Crash runs in and gets the belt, I guess. And Jim Ross calls him the Houdini of Hardcore. And I don't know. That's basically the perfect three minute segment of television. <laughs> I mean, they kind of nailed it. They kind of boiled down what wrestling television should be, and they kind of put it into three minutes right there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else there really is after that. You know what there is? It's Crash Holly versus Taz. Yeah, Um, main event time. Yeah, I guess. Event time. Uh, We arrive at our last little bit of business here, and it's the go-home SmackDown for Mania 2000. Um, A favorite show of mine for a long time. Yeah. I cut a it's little a bit. Of fun. It's really good. It's really good. It's you know it's overshadowed by the year after it where they basically redid some of it. Kind of it's like it's weird. You know the the ladder match being the main thing, but the whole show, this whole show is very strange. And the four way, you know, I like the four way. Um, I think it's pretty good. I, um, feels like a big deal. Yeah. Um, I I still to this day I I so I caught a little bit of the Foley promo. Um, right before this first segment of this, yeah, um, where Foley is shouting at Triple H, and and it seems like a lot of this match is focused on Foley and Triple H. But the real feud here is Triple H and The Rock, right? I mean, this is sort of Foley's last bit, and then what they're going to go do is Triple H and The Rock at what Backlash and Judgment Day, yeah, and those matches are good, right? Um, I haven't seen them in forever. They they do an hour, 
Yeah. Which is crazy. To th- I can't imagine what that... <laughs> what the fuck is that match like now? Triple H and The Rock doing an hour? Yeah. I wonder what I mean, that- an extremely, like, booking to over hour. Like, yeah, I guess they hour. probably have to do a lot. Yeah, I w- I, yeah. God, now I'm fascinated. Now I have to know. I'm going to watch that match tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll never actually watch that match. I'll never see it again. Um... But yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird uh, show, and I, I I love it. And we're gonna get to that hardcore battle royal. Um, but this is sort of the lead in for it, and I didn't remember there being such a direct lead in to it. And they really sort of did build this whole sort of twenty four seven rule, which uh, it weirdly enough lasts a couple of more years off and on, right? Yes. Um, they do it like even harder two years later with the hurricane and shit. And it's less, it's not as good then, but it's still fun. Yeah. Um, they, it gets really out of hand. Um, but this is sort of the beginning of the end, I guess. Um, and Taz is, I guess, a guy who is going to retire pretty soon, basically from in-ring action. Um, he still has, like... Some stuff. I mean, he has the Lawler feud uh, coming down the pike, but yeah, but like, that's it. That's the end. Yeah, he's still involved with the Hardcore title a little bit for a couple more months. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. He's a weird guy, and his WWF run feels like it was like never. It never took off, and then he kind of gave up, and then he was just a commentator, which is great for him because he did fine. But weird career, weird way for his career. Yeah, to end. like I remember, the, like. Like, the most memorable thing to me he does in 2000 are, like, the Red Hook cooking segments on Heat, which are funny. I mean, he obviously could part I don't remember those. Oh, I mean, it's just, like, him as, like, the sort of goof... I mean, he could obviously parlay being, like, the dude who would just say slurs and call it, like, woman whores and shit into, like, being a a genuinely funny, like, TV host. Sure, he could pull it off. Being a modern gorilla monsoon, really. As what he became, and which is really funny, but you're like, oh yeah, that's that's not what any of you thought happened. Well, he was... he channeled it into like a, a more you know a, 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 the kind of energy that could be sustained for a full episode of SmackDown or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Taz as an actual color commentator. I'm um, always like, I, I liked him in uh, in WWE. He is not very good in Impact, but no, who is? I haven't, I, well, I haven't seen enough of Impact, really, say, but the SmackDown stuff I'd need to revisit because I feel like at the time I was like, this guy's a dumbass, but I think now I would be more endeared towards him. Um, but yeah, great wrestler. Um, he will obviously come up on this show plenty of times in the future. Um, here, this is not his <laughs> finest hour because he's barely in this, and this is not a match also. Um, um, no, they, they, they talk briefly about the XFL. Lawler talks about the launch of the XFL. And I think one, maniacs, baby. one day, I think we should do an episode on the XFL. Maybe like we, if we can find one, one game and dissect oh, I, one XFL game. I think that would either, be... Yeah, we either, like, the first one or, like, the Extreme Bowl or whatever. The, the Million Dollar Game, that's what it was fucking called. God, oh, is yeah. It, okay, yeah, wh- whatever whatever we can find. I mean, I don't know if we can, you know... But, yeah, the the first game was kind of the... I, I think that would be an interesting episode. I've never seen an, an XFL game. I, I, you know, I don't know. I Football is not my thing. Um, I know... 
<laughs> I know about football. I played football in high school, and I've watched a lot of football. But I football's not my thing. But I would love to do that. Um, let's see here. This uh, this starts hot as these all do. Crash is always working in five minute mode. Um, you know he knows he has to move at just the right speed to like optimize his gas mileage, in, yeah. in every segment he gets, and he's so good at selling and running away. Again, never looks like a pussy. He's like a classic opportunist. In that segment where he like hides behind the trash can and gets in the door, and everybody's locked outside, he's not a pussy. He's a fucking opportunist. He's like a, he's smarter than them. He gets away. Um, he doesn't want to have to get his ass beat by. 10 plus dudes. Right, but if he's facing one guy, he will stay for the beating and he will get out, but then he gets out before it's over. You know? Yeah. Like, he's not afraid to get his ass kicked or anything. He does it constantly. But he gets out before he loses and that's just a smart guy, you know? He's just yeah. a smart dude. Um, and then, yeah, we, all right, we have Vista and the Headbangers uh, as we go backstage. Another mess of nonsense. Multiple referees. Uh, Thrasher has an ironing board. Um, Visser is like waddling around and hitting guys. <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch of uh, 18 wheelers or like, you know, big trucks, big trailer stuff. Uh, and, you know, they hit him with stuff and they try to pin him and none of them get a pin and he runs off. And so this stuff is all kind of getting, at this point, we've seen this week after week and it's getting a little repetitive, right? Yeah. Um, we we did get a GTV segment here with Val <laughs> In Motel 6, yeah. meeting the cat. Um, Val Venus is in track pants and no shirt, just lying on the bed. Um, cat comes in, lays in the bed, and Val is about to mount her, and the feed cuts. And Lawler is like, woohoo! Um, and I like the idea that he's just jerking off to that video. <laughs> he's just like, that's how I married that girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know <laughs> hot. Who among us? Um, we also get a clip of... Uh, RC Edge sponsored clip of the week. Where Ooh, Kate, I, yeah. I I know I was I had a lot of thoughts about RC Edge, man. I was trying to remember what RC Edge is. Do you remember? I think it's just like Jolt Cola, where it's just like twice the caffeine and sugar okay. and shit. Yeah, it was one of I'm those. I'm not sure though. Yeah, yeah, heavy heavy caffeine. Okay, um, and it was Kane taking a big bump on Raw. I don't know. Um, looks good. Went through a table. Uh, <laughs> we come back from break, and they're, uh, I guess they're in some kind of weird chop shop or something where Crash is hiding in half of a truck. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of cars <laughs> around. This is like a 40-second clip of guys just running around in a funny location. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was nothing. You timestamped this in here, and I... I skipped to it, and I was like, this is nothing. This is, like, less than a minute. You never know what might happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, Joey Abs could have won the title back. Who fucking knows? But yeah, just goofy shit. It's like filler TV. I don't know. This is like vignette TV, which is what this is, right? They just yeah. That's kind of what this is. You you film these segments and you just plug them in wherever you're like. Well, I don't know what we we got like we got like a minute forty to put here. I guess you get Crash running around from the fucking Mean Street Posse. Crash in the, in the cab of a, t- of a fucking. It's day. like it's like the you know like the A plot and the B plot. This is like the the J plot of the yeah. fucking episode of TV. It's just so funny. Um, all right, fuck. All right. So I kept skipping ahead, and I'm always a minute like before every time. So I always catch a little bit, and I caught a segment where Vince uh, tells Stephanie that because she likes to get physical and slap people. That she's gonna have her uh, 
her first ever wrestling match versus the women's ch- champion Jackie Jacqueline. And then Cole, Michael Cole says that this is Vince putting Stephanie over his proverbial knee. Don't fucking do that to me, man. Michael Cole. Get out of here, Michael Michael Cole. Cole. Boy. Um, There's another GT. He's yeah, he's jerking off for sure. Um, They they taped it on a Tuesday so we could yeah Um, yeah (laughs) another GTV segment. Um, Terry's in Val's bed now. He's just fucking every woman on the show. And here's the thing about this: Val Venus doesn't even have a match at WrestleMania. He's not even a part of the story. But they're just like, well, I guess we'll just put him fucking. He you know what he ends up doing at WrestleMania? Yeah. Is he the ref of the women's match? Oh yeah, he is funny. <laughs> yeah, I just I just remembered that. I just remembered that. Good lord. <laughs> man is... As good as the as good as the wrestling is, as good as the TV is and this there's still that shit. It's still there. You can't fucking escape it. It's gonna be there. <laughs> it's so sort of cool as a gimmick for the Val Venus gimmick. <laughs> and, Ended up really being he just fucks. Yeah, and then look at him now, lot. you know. Yeah. He fucked his paints out. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's cool. He's a cool guy. He was a great uh, at We'll talk about him in the uh, Rikishi cage match one day. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. it'll. Yeah. We'll do that on our uh, guys who are now into QAnon episode. <laughs> That's a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> That's going to be a two-parter. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. All right. Uh, that was my last note. Okay. All right. We end up back with Crash. He's alone uh, back in the building somehow. Um, Bob Holly smashes him with a crash, uh, a trash can, uh, smash and crash with a trash. Um, he's got Teddy long now, I guess he's picked Teddy long to be his ref. And, uh, but crash somehow escapes through that APA freestanding door and runs into the poker table where the acolytes and Kai and Ty are smoking cigars and playing cards. Um, Bradshaw breaks a bottle onto crash. And Kai and Ty go for the cheap cover. God, it's so funny. Uh, is the APA gimmick good? The answer is no. It's great. It's one of the funniest well, gimmicks the, of all the, time. The thing that makes it really sing is that they're like hanging out with Taka and Finaki. They're just hanging out. And like and like Al, and like Albert. Some like you know like it was like the the the, the mid card scumbags that were like sort of around them. Like it made sense. Yeah, like the idea of of just like. Collect like all right. We're taking bets on like the Eddie uh, Cena uh, parking lot brawl or whatever. Like, it goes that's on. Great. That's that's kind of the crazy thing. Is that's a problem. Is it's that it goes still on going on, on in two thousand three. Yeah, <laughs> but no. That but that's kind of the thing. Is these are guys. I guess it's kind of. And we'll talk about the APA plenty of times in the future. They're going to come up throughout the years because they are uh, presence through this whole era, which is my favorite. You know, era. Um, but they um they are essentially the APA after they stop being the acolytes, after they stop worshipping Satan. Yeah. Of course we talked about it on the episode they got sexed into the ministry, um, and then they had to sort of get sexed back out of the ministry, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then after that, you know, they kind of have no direction and they, that kind of becomes the character of the APA is that they are kind of over it with wrestling. They're not here to really wrestle and they only go out there to the ring if they have a bounty to capture. Um, and that's, 
that's a great gimmick. It you is. Know? Got two two badass wrestlers. One of them a former world champion. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird to think about. Um, and the other one, a future multiple-time world, world champion. World champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're just kind of over-wrestling, and they don't really give a shit anymore. And they sit backstage, and they smoke and play cards with uh, whatever Chinese guy they can find, or Japanese, yeah. or whatever. Um, I said Chinese. That was, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> the, Bradshaw would say, are you Chinese? All right, play cards with me, man. Chinese, Japanese. <laughs> yeah. The ocean. I know so a guy. Japanese. Ca- yeah, Otto Vons. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. The, the APA is cool. Chinese. Yeah, the APA is cool. Um, they they flow. So this is weird. They flow back out to ringside, and they get all the way back to the ring, and the APA has followed them back. Um, and Kai and Tai is there, and I think Albert's there. And Taz is there, and Bob Holly's there, and everybody, you know, Game Master Anthony, everybody from every uh, video game, movie, and <laughs> book reality comes in for a huge party, and Crash Holly um, gets on the mic and says it's ruining his life. <laughs> the 24-7 rule that he instated, instated himself is ruining his life, and he has to stop. And then he just clearly lays out the rules for the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania, which is three days away, by the way. Yeah. This is literally, like, right before the show, like, the last-minute selling point, which I remember, you know, for me personally, I was like, all right, now I'm buying the show for sure. Um, No, I saw the show in a VHS months later, but the, uh, the, it's a, it's a great little segment, and, uh, Bob gets on the mic afterwards and like calls him a bitch and slaps him and but then he kind of he says all right you made your bed let's lie in it you know and we'll see you at wrestlemania and it kind of leads to uh to the big to the big uh it's 15 minutes the hardcore battle royal which is a match yeah that is kind of totally unique i mean i guess we have i guess i mean we're going to talk about it next time we do this but the um the junkyard invitational the junkyard invitational as well but no the uh the championship scramble matches that yeah. happen in like the the late 2000s right um where Brian Kendrick wins the title briefly and shit i've never seen those matches i've never seen a single one of those um but this kind of lays the groundwork for that um and is a totally and wholly unique match um crash is going to stick around for a while after that right he is. Okay. We're going to have at least one more uh, Crash-centric episode. Okay. Because I love uh, him. I'm not ready to be done with him. It's crazy that he, you know, it's it's just another one of those guys who just dies. You know. You know, and he flames out. And I guess they had nothing to do for him. For like, you know, by 2002, they had nothing for Crash. Um, post-invasion. You know, the yeah. roster is so stacked. Like, you know, yeah, of course he went to TNA. But yeah, I don't know, Crash, I guess we'll His get His last hardcore title reign is, uh, he's has one of the absolute last hardcore title reigns, actually, it's August 2002, but that shit doesn't count. Like... Is that a house show, like, brief? I, I think that has to be a house show, yeah. What's his last televised, like, run within the hardcore title? It's like, like, right before Blackman, right? It's like June or July? 
yeah. It, I mean, he hasn't. He has. He's part of the Blackman thing, as far as I could tell. Okay. Like, yeah, he's the black. He's in the Blackman match where uh, unlimited title changes, which is sort of. I mean, there are variations on that. On okay, like, yeah, is, I mean, there's, there's gonna the, un- look. there's the the one he's in the last ever. Uh, he's in the penultimate hardcore title match before. Uh, they unified the title with the IC title uh, at where Dreamer wins it, and it's like a six-minute challenge. Okay, we'll talk about uh, that. Crash we'll will be around. Fucking August 2002, yeah. August 2002. Here we are leaving you in uh, April of 2000. All right, well, uh, again, these shows... This is a three-hour podcast where we talked about Crash Hall the entire time. <laughs> um, these shows are often the least downloaded of our episodes, but this is a path I chose. And it's a ton of fucking fun. I y- love it. You, you know? don't get this stuff. Like, it just, it's totally unique, you know? Um, on a level of, like, production, of, like, really just filming in these locations. It's just fascinating. I don't know. I love it. And it, and yeah. it, 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 it this does not let up. This, it has its ups and downs, but, I mean, is, how long is Shane's title run? Does he have? It's big... like a week. Because is that Mick... it? Okay. Yeah, because Mick Foley suspends the twenty four seven rule to make sure that he has to face Blackman. Okay. Because okay. I mean that kind of stuff would happen, which we'll talk about. And then there's the periods where they just twenty four seven rule just doesn't come up really, even though it somehow still comes up. Yeah. It just well, they 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 They'll rest just talk on about it like once every four months. Yeah, they sit on it for a little while and they re- revive it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird. Yeah, I mean you know. It's a. It was a a a a matter of convenience for when they needed it to fill TV time or had the right act for it. Yeah, like. But there was no, never a better, never a writer act than Crash Ali. You know. Yeah. Um, And we'll we'll see the challengers. Yeah. We have no problem comparing the challengers. Yeah, I think Molly Holly is going to be a big. She's gonna be one up there, and you know, I, you I don't just know. Fucking love Mighty Molly. I mean, good gimmick, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's part one of the Crash Holly episode, I guess. He, um, yeah, he really him leapfrogging that those chairs. I was like, oh no, we found a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I and then like like I was like looking at his uh his Wikipedia and like what is the big crash holly and I was like, "Oh, this is it and then he's dead pretty soon." Yeah. And I was just like, "Fuck. All right. Well, I guess we do a wrestling podcast called Wrestling is Gross." So Yeah. Man, what the fuck else? Yeah. Rate, yeah. review, subscribe. Fucking death to America. Death to America. All right. All right, that was a good one. It's very late.